Oh man, yeah, I've made a terrible mistake. Mm -hmm. I'm huh? out of stream juice. Oh. I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, okay. She needs alcohol so, of some oh, kind. Okay. Well, now it's just you and me, Rhett. So how oh. how are things how are things going? How are things going over on your end? <laughs> well, we'll find out when the podcast officially starts starts. I was trying to make I was trying to make conversation while <laughs> we were waiting for Polly to get well, back. So you're seems kind of like just, we are anyways. You're kind of just kind Filling of just that air. Kind of just punching me in the face and saying, "No, John, I'm not going to help you by by starting the conversation. We're just going to Exactly. I'm going to say Send this video to your friends and your enemy. <laughs> yes. Oh, you'll find out when Polly gets back. Oh, thanks, Threat. <laughs> this is what I do to people at work, Hello. too. Excellent. What? They'll go like, how are you? And I'll say, I'm fine. And then nothing else. Perfect. <laughs> and then one day someone was like, when someone asks you that, you're supposed to then ask how they are. And I go, okay. <laughs> wow! Fucking devastating. <laughs> I love you. Thanks. <laughs> I was just talking to a friend about how easy to make small talk at work. Just like, oh yeah, you just go along with whatever they're saying, and then they'll be happy. <laughs> and then I... <laughs> <So> there's me. <laughs> ah, I have another approach. <laughs> Excellent. I missed that whole story, so I'm just laughing. You, I'm just, I'm you just contributed laughing in a good way. I'm just laughing and pretending to be a part of the joke. I mean, that's what basically happens in Star Wars. I yeah. love you. I know. I know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that also happened in the visual novel I read. Oh, nice. Just a tearful, oh. a tearful oh. confession and just, oh, no. I love you. Thank you. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. That's really nice of you. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Songscast, episode 146. Hi. Hey, everybody. How you doing? We're going to jump right in. We're going to jump right in. We're going in hot here. Because okay. I, I, I don't know where my edit point is, so I don't know where I'm going to cut in for the cold intro. So I don't know how long they've waited for me to drop the episode number. That's always the... I think the at least thing. when you go to get stream juice is actually where we should start. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> all right, everybody. You know what it is. You know what it be. And you know how we do. It's, it is that time of year. Once again... Is it already? Yeah, 365 days roughly have gone by since we last made this announcement. Are you calculating it? How many? Oh, no, I was like asking rhetorically. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been roughly... 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2020. This is our eighth time. This is our eighth time around right. the sun <laughs> doing this. Doing it on the podcast. Yeah. Longer doing the period. This is going to be the grand... The granddaddy eighth annual Soxcast Game of the Year Spectacular. And you know what that means. We want you to be a part of that celebration. It's as simple as it's always been. These, this never changes. It changed once. And then we, because we were, because Rhett was dumb. And it's like, what if it was four? You wanted to punch him in the nuts after that one. What? That when did that happen? There was a year where we took four. Somebody, really? Somebody's dumbass while we were doing this said, what do we do four? 
And that was like, <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Let's do four. Because I'm real smart sometimes. As, 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 as the executive podcast host, sometimes I make very good decisions. I've got lists going back to 2014 here. I'll look for any that have four. Okay, because I know we did four one year. Anyway. Okay. So here it is, folks. Game of the year. We want your list. The first thing you need to do, get yourself three games together. They don't have to have been released this year. You, they could, you could put Bosconian on your list. And one, you'd make me very happy. And two, I think I made that same joke last time we were together. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I think Polly's saying that you definitely should um, put Bosconian on your list. I mean, it would make me happy. I would be very stoked. Like if I, you know what, if I played Bosconian this year, which you figure I would have since I liked the game so much, but I don't think that I've played it this year at all. But if I had played it this year, it would probably have a shot because I've only played like 24, 25 games this year. So there's like a reasonable chance that it might have been able to make a, you know, a dent in the list at some point. Look, bad dudes got on my list one year. So it could happen. Okay. It could <laughs> happen. So, so, three games. Get your list of games together. Just three of them. If you played it this year, it doesn't matter if it was released this year. Whatever. Anytime's good. And then you're going to write a little bit about each of those games. A little blurb. Two to three sentences is usually good enough to suffice. We don't need novels here, folks. A lot of people do it anyway, though. I find out that no matter how many times I say, please don't write a novel, somebody sends me an entire visual novel about how much... They loved the latest... A visual novel. A, a visual novel, yes. <laughs> somebody, I, I would actually, like, shit my pants if somebody did that. <laughs> they actually sent me, a, <laughs> sent me a novel mode visual novel. Or they sent in their game of the year list as a Red Pie visual novel. Why am I, oh, giving, wow. a, why am I giving away <laughs> these free ideas when this is something funny I could have done for myself? <laughs> but it's out there now. I can't take this away. Like, I could edit this out of the podcast and say, ha-ha, my idea's mine, but now I've already said it, and it's on the internet, and the internet's forever. It's true. So, you got your three games. You write things about each of the three games. Get that together. Slap that into your old email maker, which, whatever you choose to use, and send that off to podcast at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net. Oh, John, what's that email address? Podcast at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net. Right. What was that address again? Podcast at, you know, those swirly little at symbol, SocksMakePeopleSexy, no spaces, no underscores, anything, dot net. Yep. That's all you got to do. Three games, three blurbs. Podcast. Three. Three. <laughs> Not Pod- like 2015, when there actually were really worth four. There were four. I told Holy you. shit. I told you. I remember these things. Why four? What a random It's so number. weird. Because some dumbass, like I said, some dumbass. A few would, people even did five. Like, if he did five. Well, we let her get away with everything because yeah. she's wifey and she can do whatever she wants. If she wanted to send yeah. in a list that was 116 games, we're going to sit. Play we're going to sit good. here and read a list of 116 games. We're going to do it. Yeah. At fucking gunpoint, I'll make you do it. <laughs> Three games, three blurbs, podcast at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net. We need these by noon on December 12th. That is the latest you can get in uh, because we will be recording uh, the Game of the Year episodes on the evening of December 12th. You might have like an hour or two of leeway there because, again, like we're recording. We pro- we'll probably record a little later in the day, but I wouldn't take my chances with that. Yeah. We'll just say, get it in before noon on December 12th. Three games, three blurbs. Podcast at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net by noon on December 12th. 
I think that's easy enough to understand. I think I think yep. folks can pull that off. I got confidence. I got all the confidence in the world that our listeners are smart enough to figure this out. I think they're going to get it right this time. I think they're going to absolutely knock it out. It's going to be an this time. Yeah, this time. It's going to be. Look, I, I was looking at the games that came out this year, and I'm looking at things that people have been buzzing about all year, and I'm thinking, I think we're going to see a pretty wide spread this year. Like, I just kind of got a feeling like. There's just a, 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 a lot of good game energy going around uh, this year. So yeah. I'm really, really excited to see uh, how those lists end up turning out. And it doesn't feel feeling. like it's all coalesced around like one. Like, like It doesn't feel like it's coalesced maybe as much as it sometimes does. Yeah, like, so, I, yeah. I feel that in previous years, spread. like there are those big titles, like something like a Nier Automata or, 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 mm-hmm. um, or Undertale or something where... You can tell that's going to be a year where you're going to see that a lot. I don't know. Like, I, I can think of maybe one game where I think we'll see. I think we know what one game yeah. is and I think probably going to show up. I think we all agree on that, that game probably being on as many lists as possible. Uh, probably yeah. deserves but it. As far as, like, the AAA space, I was like, even being someone into those games, this was a dry one, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it was real dry. <laughs> like, I mean, you spent eight months of the year just watching anime, so... <laughs> that tells know, you where like, gaming's at. What did the PS5 have? Like Returnal, and then uh, God, uh, I almost forgot about Returnal entirely. Mostly because everybody stopped talking about it two days after it came out. Well, that's how these I, go I, now. Yeah. And then I, have there was never, Death... I have never heard of this game. And then there was Deathloop, which people stopped talking about two days after it came yep. out. Yeah. Well, people were sick of Deathloop because it's literally been in every single presentation that would have it for the last three <laughs> yeah. years. This, and it's been the same fucking trailer every time. So. Um, oh, it's by Arcane Studios. Yeah, it's by Arcane. That's the thing is, like, both those games are from studios I really like and still don't really care about the, the new, their new game. Yeah. Huh. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, it's been it, like so. So I'm really interested in seeing how these lists are going to shake out. Seeing as that it's been yeah. such a weird <laughs> year for games entirely. I mm. saw someone say, "Hey, there should be a category for best ongoing game," and someone, and everyone was just like. Yeah, just make the Final Fantasy yeah, fourteen just, category. Yeah, just just like and, fun, and the most Final Fantasy fourteen game of twenty twenty one is Final Fantasy fourteen. Oh damn! Final Fantasy fourteen finally pulled it. Pulled they finally it did it. I'm I'm so proud of them. I actually really am. Like I love the success story of that, that <laughs> it's, game. Yeah, um, unironically. I'm unironically. Even though I might have tried that game and it might not have been my deal, I understand why people love it so much. I got it. Like, I understood. I played it and I got it. Like, I I get it. It's not for me, but I 100% get and appreciate why people love it. It's so crazy that that game is, like, at its 10th anniversary now and how it started. Oh, my God. It's Oh, we got to stop. We got to stop putting numbers on things. To my immediate virtual right, he knew you before the West was won. It's Rhett! Oh, the little roll of the R there that you I got cannot it. do. You got the it. Life of me. You got I cannot it. either. You cannot trill, unfortunate. No. no. It's fun. I like I doing believe it. You. I believe you. Yeah. I, I can't <laughs> whistle either. Oh, no! I can't whistle very well either. I use uh, my bottom teeth to whistle, so... Can you and play recorder? Can I what? Can you play kazoo? <laughs> I tried blowing into it. Nothing happened. <laughs> I was... Man, when I saw that video and just like the fact that it was set to this weird super deformed animation, like 3D animation, just made it all the better. Like was, yeah. as soon as she started blowing into it, I had to stop the video and laugh for ten fucking minutes. I, oh no! Because she bought like five of them. 
thinking they were all broken. This one doesn't work. I bought another one. I have another one coming in the mail. <laughs> nope, doesn't fucking work. It's just getting so mad and indignant about it. Have you tried humming in it? No, I've not tried humming in it. What the fuck? <laughs> That's so good. Man, nobody's gonna get that. Nobody's gonna get. That. I'll have to repost it just yeah. in case. Like nobody will understand why we're talking about that. Rod's ready for a podcast. I am. All right. All right. To my immediate virtual left, it'll still be two days till he says he's sorry. It's John Fire. I get that reference. You do? <laughs> hey, we got one. Both references were from the same band at this time. So there you go. Mm. Excellent. Uh, well, yeah, I'm doing really, I'm doing well. Doing well. for a podcast. All right. Good, good. Exciting. Well, I, I mean, why, why waste any more time? We've been sitting here. We've been running our mouth holes for God knows how long. Uh, <laughs> John Fire, get us going. Sure. I finished Kanesuba. Oh, you oh, just, boy. oh, you just went and did that, huh? Yep, I just, I start, so I, I was like, I'm going to take a break from Kanesuba. Yeah, like the last time you were like, here, it was very much like, hey, I think I'm going to take a break from this for a little bit. Think I've had enough. And I did. I uh, Looking at my notes here, I took a 12-day break from Kanesuba. Oh. oh, so you just literally did three volumes in two days, huh? Uh, Yep, I did three volumes <laughs> in two days. I actually read the last two volumes on the same, on yesterday. Oh, well, I mean, that's a good day to do it. It's a Saturday. Jeez. What else are you going to do? Yeah. It was really nice. Um, so yeah, I finished Kanesuba. Mm-hmm. Um, volume fifteen Oof. was also kind of dicking around. Oh, oh my god, this series! And then, uh oh, volume sixteen and seventeen were the ramp up to the climax and the climax. Uh huh. Uh huh. And and where they confronted the de- they went to the demon lord's castle, confronted the demon lord. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> They get to the castle, volume, and that, that volume seventeen is the castle. Um, and the content that is there is fucking stellar. Oh, geez. the the way it resolves, would, yeah. the the final the final battles and whatnot are still quintessentially Konosuba, <laughs> where they resolve these big conflicts in only the ways. That these characters can, mm. which brought me a lot of joy. Stays true to itself. It sounds like it stayed true to itself to the very end. Everybody is the essential nature of Kanasuba is everybody being um, kind of useless in their own different <laughs> ways, and then scraping by anyway in yeah. very silly mm-hmm. ways. Yep, and that never goes away. That's Excellent. fantastic. That that makes me happy. Yep. Um, <laughs> there are um, there there is an explosion set piece with Megamine that is extremely delightful. That I would that that I'm I am deeply sad will probably never be animated because it is very good. Aww. Um, and there's there's a lot of good explosion content, mm. uh, but also just. Um, yeah, it made me it made me really happy the way things the way things resolved with everyone. So how the, uh, the 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 romance stuff end up playing out? Did that did that kind of like finally land at like a satisfying conclusion, or did they kind of just waffle it? Eh, they kind of oh, just no. like 
Oh. They kind of just like let it sit. Oh, like, that. Like, okay. I man, like you. Given, like, yeah. I, I, that's not what I come to Konosuba for, obviously. But it's just I kind of feel that like if you're gonna like tie everything up, you gotta have the ball. Like even fucking Tenchi Muyo made a choice, <laughs> right? I don't know if anybody here sees no, he, he, he makes a choice. Okay. He still makes a choice. It's just there isn't like a big set piece or anything kind of resolving it. It just kind of, he just kind of lightly makes the choice and lightly mm-hmm. and then keeps fucking around for the rest of it. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, but he makes that choice pretty early on and then, or like halfway through, or two thirds through and then things kind of progress from there lightly. Gotcha. Um, I don't know. I thought the romance stuff was cute, but again. Yeah, like, it's not why you come to Konosuba, but I'm just like, I, I kind of like, this is one that where I'm rooting for everything to come together because I, I'm I'm so personally invested in everything about this show mm-hmm. and series that, like, because mm-hmm. I'm wanting to get into the light novels myself. So it's, yeah. I want everything to come together and just be this wonderfully, almost perfect, pristine thing by the end and that, like, they knock the whole thing out of a park is really... You know, that that's just kind of my ideal version, I guess. Um, I'm sorry, I think you I think I wish you could um what's the word? Um what's the word for the Berenstain effect? I wish you could mandala effect into that world. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't think that this is that world. Wish I could Uchikoshi Uh-oh. into that world. <laughs> wish you could Uchikoshi to that world, but <laughs> um this is the this is the series that dicks around as yeah. a sitcom for fifteen volumes Hell and then yeah. it has a pretty cute conclusion. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think the main thrust of it that it really gets back to at the very end, um, it's about family. I mean, yeah, like, it's always, <laughs> I think kinda, we can all agree. It's just found family, really. It's like, about family. It's always, like, like, that series, even if everybody's dicks to one another, like, there's always been the undercurrent of, they, they really do care, though. They're all they got. <laughs> they deliver, they deliver on that very nicely. That's good. That's good. Because I love that I sentiment think it, of found family. I think that that's always kind of a... Like, even when you go and look at, like, East 8, it has that same kind of found family yeah. vibe. And, like, I always jive with that for some reason. Maybe because I don't have much family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I, I feel love like... having a puppet on screen that's got a big, wide smile. Oh, jeez. Things <laughs> like that. It's so good. <laughs> Konosuba sucks. I think that's a theme. found families. Go ahead, Rhett. I think that's a theme that resonates with a lot of people these days because we all have friends on, yeah. you know, entirely yeah. different locations. Yeah, because the yeah. internet has changed things. Yeah, that feels rad. It's easier to re- it's very yeah. easy to resonate with that kind of story. Mm, who's who? Mm. Katsuba socks got all John families. Who is who? I know exactly who I would assign. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. Assign in the socks cast. I don't know. I don't. I'm interested in. Maybe y'all can put put one Based in your up. brain, and then think about it. I just want you to tell me. <laughs> okay, I think I think I think John Darkness, Rhett, um, Megamine, Polly, and Polly's the cosmic. I can see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was kind of gonna put myself as the Cosmo as well. <laughs> oh, I had the first two in Polly's Aqua. I'm sorry. Oh my god! I'm worthless. I didn't think about it that long. It was kind of on the spot. <laughs> I was just like, well, John is definitely darkness. Is basically where I locked in, right? Like, yeah, I, I mean, like we both like, locked oh, yeah, in on that. Like, explosions. That was, yeah, like red explosions yeah. because all of Red's games are exploding and fun, and John is a weirdo, and I'm worthless. Yeah, that, that works. 
I was I was thinking t- the the thing that they really get drilled down on is ultimately just that um Cosma is a dick and yeah. mean yeah. to everyone <laughs> and then he completely loves all of them and they literally um Oh, we got a spam. Yo, we got um, one finally sick, dog. I, I, um, I, hold on. <laughs> they literally have a line where where Cosma is like looking at Aqua, who's like, and he's and he says like, she's probably expecting me to say like something cliche, like I'm doing this for your sake, my goddess. I hate that. Ugh. Yeah. God. And then he says, I'm not doing this for your sake or anything. <laughs> Sundere. <laughs> they just, they, they, yeah, they're, it's, they, they go for, like, the, specifically the line. That's perfect. So that, I love it. That, that's the line. That is the, the direction they go in with him. It's like, oh, okay. And it's really sweet, honestly. It, it, it just kind of like, you're going to solidify this relationship in a way that's actually, like, mm-hmm. super rad. Yeah, honestly, the, honestly, that's the dope thing with the climax is that Aqua is like off to the side being useless for most of the story. Nice. Except like when she comes in and brings somebody back to life or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Um, that's always been the cool thing about her character. Yeah. And then that's the thing. Like the the th- the funny thing with Aqua is that whenever she is useful, it is in a way that completely breaks any dramatic tension. She like comes in at the wrong moment and and like undoes the curse on <laughs> on darkness or something. Undoes the cool moment <laughs> with no timing. And it's very funny every time. Um, but yeah, the last two volumes kind of center around Aqua in a very nice way. Oh, good. Um, oh okay. So it kind of brings everything home for her, too. Yeah, like, she's not, like, she's really not like... the character that, te- like, that, like, obviously, like, the series had a big shift away from her once things started getting rolling because, you know, she's obviously kind of served her purpose as kind of being the main comedic foil for this world working and how you get into it and why the series mm-hmm. has a very funny and stupid premise in the first place. And then she kind of just gets discarded for a while. And then she she absolutely it all comes together in a very nice way for her. I was really pleased. Mm. That's good. Um, so the big thing here is that Kanasuba has a ton of threads it sets up. Like there's Princess Iris who gets two whole volumes devoted to her. Mm-hmm. A bunch of stuff with Wiz and Veneer, and a bunch of stuff with all these other characters. And throughout the climactic encounter at the demon lore, at the demon king's castle, they mention that there is a big conflict happening between the big capital and all these other characters we know and the demon king's army and then the hometown is also fighting a segment to the demon king's army with a bunch of these other characters we know and a bunch Mm. of these other threads that they'd set up yeah and that that stuff's all it sounds awesome (laughs) it is not described in any way of course yeah (laughs) it is resolved off screen (laughs) And they've specifically cut to other characters' perspectives. They cut to Aqua's perspective. They cut to Princess Iris's perspective at one point in, um, near the end of like one of the early books. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a thing that they are willing to do. Right. And if they just done that, yeah, they, they would have had a lot of room yeah. for additional cool story shit. They would have just blown it up another volume, and we would have had all these payoffs to all these other setups. Yeah, that would have been rad. Would have been rad, wouldn't it? Would have been rad. You know who thinks it would have been read? Who? The author. Because in the <laughs> afterword to the 17th book, oh, he's no. like, he describes, now there is also all this other stuff that had to happen off screen. Let me kind of summarize some of it now. I hope I get to, 
write more, like I write a sequel someday and we can kind of oh, dig into some of this stuff no. too. <laughs> That's bizarre. So like, I don't know if he just wanted to be done. I don't know if there was executive pressure there may for him be to like be done. Contract, like you deliver a certain number of chapters or books, it sounds like, and he might have just run up against that. And that's kind of like, you can't really do much about that. Like when, when you start working with, you know, higher ups like that, those contracts get all weird and squirrely. So, mm-hmm. so it seems, so you get to the end of the last book and you get, a, there's this profound sense of like, Oh, you really wanted there to be a little more of this, huh? Oh, I did too. I did too. I love this world. Thank you for making this part of it extremely good, but I am sad. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I'm still satisfied. I still I'm still happy. I read the books. I'm still happy. I bought the books. Um, I'll be happy to lend them out, Polly. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I will um, probably borrow those at some point. Um, and I think that this. I I feel good that I kind of completed my relationship with this world. Cause I always felt watching the show. I love this with my whole heart. Oh yeah. I, w- I would love to see the, the full arc of this. Mm. Um, and I'm glad I went on that journey. Um, mm. it is not like I have had the religious experience of seeing all of Kanesuba fully realized. <laughs> it is like, it's sort of a mixed bag. Cause also the show, the, the, the story keeps being evil in different ways. Uh, okay. <laughs> like there are there are little moments of like queer pho- like queer phobia. Yeah, um, it's something that and... they've unfortunately never been really all that good with. Mm-hmm. That keeps that keeps progressing. Um, some of the rape jokes, like that's early on, and then that absolutely continues throughout. Um, there's like a there's like a dark set piece in like book 15 or something where i was like whoa boy y'all uh-oh this uh-oh. is pretty late in the game to be going this hard with something this this cruddy. jesus all right cool cool i mean it's not like anything bad happening on screen it's just like a threat of something that is just very dark and i'm like okay cool okay maybe Thanks, didn't need, baby didn't need to go that far maybe could have uh-huh. pulled maybe could have pulled it back a little bit and that scene also ties in with a lot of queer phobia stuff. It's very oh, fun. Oh, yeah, good. Oh, no. Fantastic. Just love to see it. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you get you get a lot of the ugly um, in. Yeah. <laughs> the funny, I mean, it's sort of, it t- this ties into it, but one of the, the, one of the late, late books is just that Kazuma has to fight a Demon King general, and he has to do it on his own. And because, because for reasons he cannot talk to anyone else or get anybody else's help so the, the the solution is for him to spend like half a book just harassing this woman who's the demon king general just trying to make her life absolutely miserable oh dear and parts of that are gross parts of it are very funny mm-hmm. but like that's his superpower when he when push comes to shove throughout the story his his one ability is that he could be extremely obnoxious i mean i kind of i can i i relate to that i can be extremely obnoxious <laughs> So, so that's that's Konosuba. It's like there's good and there's good and there's bad, and it kind of ends on sort of a on a slight on a on a way on a note that is weak in the sense that I wish that it, it felt rushed, but mm-hmm. the the stuff that's there is very strong. Right, right, right. Um, the last fight is so good. That's good. You always want that to be like that's always a big important part of any piece of yep. fiction. <laughs> and this is my first I have read. 
a 17-volume light novel series. There you go. You graduated. I am completely unstoppable now. I can can do anything. (laughs) John Thayer is still a threat. I can. There are so so many light novel series. There's so so many. There are so many light novels. I'm going to read more. Go ahead. This much to get through one. (laughs) I mean, I read... 17 volumes of just one. Yeah. I read, I read, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine volumes in October. So they go down real smooth. Oh, yeah. They go down in like a day and a half. I mean, you read three in two days, so yeah. Yeah. So it's not, it's not impossible. I don't know how, I wonder what the word count wound up being because I'm interested I mean, in like, how, where does it compare with like the later ones? I'm curious like how this progresses with like Face Day Night or compares with like big VNs or whatnot. Hmm. So that was well, my Fate Stay Night doesn't even com- Go ahead. Fate Stay Night doesn't even compare to FGO now. Oh my god, yeah. As far as <sighs> word counts. <sighs> <sighs> that was my big thing. I have a couple other little things, but how about I go ahead and toss it over to Rhett? Oh boy. Yeah. I love that every time we toss it to Rhett, his first reaction is, oh boy. It's, it's more common than okay. you think. Like it happens a lot. Every time we toss to you the first time, it's like, oh, I was boy. so desperate to not go first this time. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I watch more Love Live. Oh, yes! that's my thing. Yeah, there's yes! your bliss. Bliss, living in that bliss, it's baby. Really, it, it's really. I'm gonna hurt Polly now oh. by talking about Love Live for another half an hour. <laughs> Let's go. So last time, I believe we talked about how I watched uh, Love Life Superstar, the fourth series, which I didn't really like so far. Kind of left me needing some more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, like, immediately after watching the last episode, I was so, like, n- there's no, like, payoff or satisfaction at the end. I just immediately watched the last episode of Sunshine Season 1 to get that high, like, I'm Aww. not the one who's wrong here. This is how a good show ends with, like, the same kind of general <laughs> plot development. So I took that as the initiative to just finally rewatch Love Live Sunshine Season 2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'd rewatched uh, Season 1 back in March and then finished it in August, which took a while. I have realized, like, I can only deal with so much of the show because it's kind of exhausting for me at the times. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah, I so I got, I got my season in, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna watch the movie now." And then, like, 20 minutes in, I'm not gonna watch the movie now. I'm oh, gonna let this settle for a bit. Yeah. Um, have you ever just been in the perfect fucking mood for something though? Aww. <laughs> this show. So, like, prior, originally, season two, I thought was a disappointment. Like, not as good as season one, and I still think it kind of is not as good as season one, mm-hmm. but I generally kind of considered it the weakest of the five seasons I'd seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, not anymore. <laughs> I was just in the perfect mood for it, and, like, literally every single episode destroyed me. Aww. <laughs> like, I think that's really nice. Good common Pro- theme. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, we don't really care if I talk about 
spoilers, do we, I mean, <laughs> for it, Love Live? I, I mean, you know, like, I know the people... You, big ol' spoiler warning for all the Love Bro. Live fans out there who haven't quite <laughs> gotten through the entire series yet. And oh, don't specifically wanna... season two, or the second series and, from 2017. Like, and don't want to be spoiled the on yeah. the earth-shattering developments of Love Live Idol <laughs> Festival nonsense. It, Let's yeah. go! This is your cue to parachute right on out of this episode. Okay. Rhett, oh, no, just... hey, Rhett can, I, can I say one thing before we jump yes. in? Yes, go ahead. There are Love, not, there are love Live light novels. Oh, Christ. Oh, not, you no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> He's got to cut himself off at some point. God, say well, that five times fast. Love I mean, the thing novels. about... Let's say, the thing about Simple Gear and Love Live is they're both about music, and they're both anime originals. Because, right. mm-hmm. you know... That's kind of the only way you can do the music part. Mm-hmm. A light novel would kind of be missing a key component. Yeah, you, know? you can't do it. I mean, I guess you could probably make a CD that comes, comes with, with a CD. Light... <laughs> and I'm like, that? and I'm almost certain that there are light novels that have done this. So mm-hmm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna laugh because I think that there are light novels that have actually soundtracked themselves yeah. like that before. That's cool. <laughs> I considered doing something like that, like making an HTML page. I mean, if you literally did an entire PSO2 fanfic where there were, there was an OST scattered throughout no who every, would do something like that. If he is the literally the person that did it. I know. I was joking, Polly. I know. Okay, I was <laughs> Some, sure. some of those links know. are now broken, though, which is so sad. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. Okay, so... Love Live Season 1, the original. The premise of that whole show is that, oh no, the school is closing. We're going to be school idols to be popular and make people want to, you know, register at our school. Right. Mm-hmm. They become idols to save the school. Of course. Love, Love, Love Live Sunshine. I know, it's very silly. It, it's going to work. <laughs> Just like, it worked for Manabi straight. Why wouldn't it work here, right? Oh, well, it no, totally wait. works in... <laughs> oh, wait, it did not work in Manabi straight. Okay. <laughs> they did Love not Live. save their school. <laughs> <laughs> in Love Live, it totally works. Um, so Love Live Sunshine, she just wants to be a school idol, and then she finds out later that the school is closing. And they don't resolve that by the end of Season 1. It continues into Season oh, 2. And so here's the big spoiler of Season 2 of Sunshine. They do not save the school. <laughs> oh, shit! Just like so, I made the joke just now. Yeah, I know. Oh, man. It's wild. It's a wild development for Love Live. Yeah. Okay. So while I think season one was more about moving on from like challenges and defeat, season two is more like you have definitively failed and moving on from that. Yeah. Like that's a cooler. Mm. That's a, that is a. It's a much more good. <laughs> it's a concept yeah. I can grasp. <laughs> so I can see why two things like kind of rub people the wrong way about season two. One is that they fail. And it's kind of a bummer of a season. I mean, you gotta. I. I mean, I'm all for bummer endings. And then the other thing is that it's also a lot of one-off, lighter, slice of life episodes, Mm -hmm. which kind of comp. It's a weird combo. Yeah. Yeah. So like this, the first half is really light and not a whole lot of plot development because they're kind of they're in the love life tournament, but that's only three rounds. Mm -hmm. Like you know. uh, I forget what they call them all, you know, preliminaries, regionals, finals. And so, like, halfway through the season, they compete in the regionals, they win, they move on to the finals, 
and then immediately find out the school is closing definitively. Oh. And it just, it sucks the wind out of the second half so much, mm-hmm. like deliberately. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you ever see them practicing for the finals after that point. That's so like cool. the Love Live finals themselves feel like they don't matter anymore because that's not like what's the, the goal of saving the school. Yeah. So they have to kind of refine that resolve to move on. Yeah. Like you've got to do then, like if you're not going to do it for this thing, then do it for something like, I don't know, yourself. <laughs> yeah. That's really nice, honestly. Yeah. yeah, like that's a cool idea. It's very cool. Um, <laughs> this show's hard for me to talk about. I'm sorry because it's just such no, a keep going because you because yeah, you, you keep wanting to cry. Basically, every single episode made me cry, <laughs> even the dumb slice of life oh ones. My yes, <laughs> like I am just such a sap. Like somebody said, like. I saw one of the reviews, because the reviews, like, the top four on Mal always have this pattern of being, like, 10, 10, 10, 4. Yeah. So I l- yeah. read the four, and they were like, oh, the show is so cheesy. The part where everyone in the school shouts the answer to Chica is so lame and, like, predictable. And I'm like, that was the best part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I realized, I am very simple. I like shows... That just tell you what the message is. <laughs> no, I just... totally get that. I've been read. I've been yeah. listening to Tangled music all week. Oh just my crying. god! Like Excellent. sometimes, sometimes that's straight. Sometimes that's what your heart needs. Yeah. I think Love Live is not a musical, but it's very adjacent to. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a show where just someone or Chica, usually Chica, or if it's not her, someone else, will just give a speech explaining the theme of the episode and what they're going for. And it gets me, like, every <laughs> single time. Oh, and, like, really nice. the last song in the series, which it ends on, is just Chica explaining what Shine is. Oh like, my god. <laughs> it's, it's this theme that she's been talking about the entire two seasons. So the last song is just here is the thesis statement. Like, here's here what is. it is. Here, here is, is the, the sunshine. Here's yeah. the love live sunshine. Yeah. So if you're not paying attention to the lyrics on the songs, though, and I'm not sure if Crunchyroll even subs those all mm-hmm. the time, you might miss the point of the show at points. Oh, that would be real oh. big unfortunate right there if yeah. that was the case. Because there's something like Senpo Gear, the songs, like, the, the lyrics don't really matter that much. I think they matter a little more than we give it credit for. But Senpo Gear is rough because it is so difficult to follow the song yeah, lyrics. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah. I just gave up. Like, I can't do this. I don't know. Whatever. My heart beating, the wind. That's all. That Those are Japanese yeah. lyrics. Those are the ones that are always in there, right? They're <laughs> yeah. in there. Kaze. Kaze. You will always hear Kaze no Kokoro. Uh... Yep. Kiseki. Kiseki Sakai. Um, yeah. <laughs> just all of that. There you go. We just wrote But the like the Crunchyroll version of the end of Simple Gear is super awkward because they have that one song at the end that is super prominent and in, in focus and yeah. there's no subtitles. Oh. I'm just like, oh, well, they're singing, they're singing now. They're, that's the singing part. It's just, look, yeah. I'm here for the pretty pictures, I guess. Yep. Oh, that's a bummer. So yeah, having... And, like, I think Love Live has themes that... So I guess... This is why I'm saying it's hard for me to talk about. Like, because this show gives you the first step towards analysis by just having you tell what it's tell you what it's actually about, uh-huh. mm-hmm. it then allows you to take 
a further step and kind of start to connect the episodes together. Like, okay, this is referencing this part. And like, these are the same thematically. Like there's one episode where they talk, I'm not going to get into like the, the details, but one character talks about unseen power. And then like five episodes later, they have a song called awaken the power and like trying to think about how those themes are connected and how that ties into the last episode. It's very fun. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really nice. So like, it feels a lot more thematically consistent and even though the one F episodes are at times kind of goofy, it all works together. Yeah. Jessica has a point uh, about Crunchyroll is that like their their staff, I believe, are paid under minimum wage for translation. So nice. So maybe it's okay that they don't translate the songs. The That's um the, mm-hmm. the, Oh, what was it? Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Go ahead. <laughs> the roughest part, yeah, I watched it with uh fan subs this time. Mm-hmm. And it does feel like when in doubt, trust the fan subs more because they're doing out of love for the series oh, and not yeah, because yeah. they're being paid under minimum wage, and that's rough. Yeah, yeah. There was one part, though, where I prefer a line in the Crunchyroll version where, this is in season one, Chica says, in Crunchyroll, to shine is to enjoy life. Mm-hmm. And that's such, like, an accidentally really good poetic line. Right. And then the fans of it was, to shine is to have fun. Ah, and that's just so that's so plain throwaway. and stilted yeah. and like it's such it's a it's a it's a garbage sentiment not in terms of a bad sentiment it's just garbage yeah. in that it's in one ear and out the other it's a platitude yeah so there's such a difference there there's it such a like, difference even though they kind of mean the same thing you know fun things are it seems fun. like there <laughs> it seems like there's maybe what you're getting at is like there's maybe a little more craft to how they construct yeah the heart of these things than, than is maybe initially immediately obvious. And then it's rough when it's getting put through a translator. Like literally. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then like kind of comparing the, I, I really appreciate like the nitty gritty, like fan sub versus Crunchyroll translation discussions. Yeah. Like that stuff's very interesting. Like, yeah. Hey, here's how you take this. Oh, oh. cut out for a bit. And, then, <laughs> and then, speaking of translating, we're going to translate all that silence that John is speaking oh, right now into a uh, cognizant conversation. Okay. All right. So, yeah, sometimes when it's a, like you're comparing subs from one group to a crunchy roll, it's like, well, it's not about which one is right. It's about which one I prefer, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. I don't know the original Japanese. No, hey, is John back? Is John Here back? Hi. Cut out <laughs> yeah, it was per- you yeah. cut out at the perfect time. It was a great, it was a yeah. great cut out. So yeah, I really enjoyed my time with Love Live season Sunshine Season Two. These these names are names such are a mouthful. Get, yeah, they're getting to be a lot. <laughs> the thing so season the end of season two is a little weird though, because I am highly of the belief that the very last thing is a dream sequence. Mm-hmm. Even though a character literally says it's not a dream. Oh. You get Reddit's going but, right, you're going like you're going tenfold hat here. You're gonna have the Love Live it, Reddit you're gonna run your own Love Live conspiracy theory just, Reddit. <laughs> It truly feels contrary to the themes of, like, moving on from accepting, like... Yeah, accepting that, like, we can't save this. Like, we have to do this for another reason. Or the other thing is, like, also the third-year characters, they graduate high school and they move on. Yeah. And, like, one of them goes to Italy. Oh. And, like, one of them goes to university. Like, they split up as a subgroup. Right. Like, they're they're best friends and they're not going to be together anymore. Mm -hmm. And the character asks Chica... So did they leave? And she says yes. And then she goes to the school and, oh, look, everybody's there. Weird. It's like, okay, uh, this is dream sequence, right? This this 
I can't believe this is 100% not a dream. Yeah. So I started the movie just to be like, does it definitively point one way or the other if it's a dream sequence? And they managed to not do it, even though it starts in the same place. Oh, jeez. It's just, it shows the empty school, and then it has another song that, like, is kind of fantasy, where it's like the entire town is singing and dancing now, and then Chica looks up and sees an airplane. Oh. And it's like, okay, those characters are gone again. Yep. So were, were they ever really here? Because they don't say anything. That's the thing. <laughs> they just appear and sing a song and disappear. Okay, that's fucking dream sequence shit. It really feels like that, because the... So the ending of the show... Full spoilers, I guess. Just do it. Give it Chica to him, break, Chica goes into the school that's empty now, and she starts hearing dialogue from season one. Oh. So she's she says... I can't let go. I still hear their voices. Yeah. Oh. And then she goes to and then she goes to the gym and oh look, everybody's there. Oh jeez. Yeah, that's a dream sequence. Sorry. The fact that like the entire class student body and her you know, her love life teammates all snuck in there at this exact time. Yeah, that's and not didn't let happen. her know. That's <laughs> nothing too... about it feels like a bridge too far if yeah. it's supposed to actually have happened. That's literally jumping the shark if that is supposed yeah. to be a thing that have had that ha- so really like, happened. No, I think you just it sounds like you can just read it the way that it came off to you, which is like that yeah. this came off like a dream. So I'm gonna read it that way. That's legit. Yeah. yeah. And I think that the movie is smart enough to not lean in either direction. Yeah. But I cause so I wanted that answer from the movie and it was like, okay, I'm gonna shelve this for a bit because I'm content with the season two ending now. Okay. I remember, so speaking of translation, though, I remember there being something like the last line of the movie got mistranslated by everybody. Oh, good. So I'll, I have to look that up once I've re- finished watching it again and be like, okay, so what's the actual ending? Because everybody goofed the, the last line, mm-hmm. which is a rough line to goof. Oh, no. Like, the final statement of this series. Like, imagine, like, fucking up the last line of End of Evangelion or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, instead of just, you know, she just like, she's on top of him and she's just putting pops. Like, God damn, we really screwed that one up. I love you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I spent a lot of that looking through illustrations in the Love Live light novels, tra- fan translations online. I was what? listening, but I was also just had them open. Oh, really? Like, just like There's... as a, like an associated thing. So you have that as a as a DM treat to look forward to later. Oh, interesting. <laughs> So that's that's one really of my bigger that. things. I really, I enjoyed that rundown. Like, um, yeah, there's something like there, there's something about the craft of these shows that's really interesting to me. Um, I, mm-hmm. I got a chunk of that lo- looking at um, where there's like an idol master character where I just saw like a couple clips and I was like, oh, I'm in love with you. And then I like <laughs> watched a bunch of clips of that character and then I got and I was like, and I was like, what? How did how did you inspire this? intensive response yeah interesting that's usually how that goes for me when it's those types of shows you fight you fall in love you find somebody you fall in love with no i'm just like it, that that's that there's a craft to that that i'm very that's kind of cool that's like i mean these characters it, like, are made for you to fall in love with they're engineered in factories for you to fall in love with for some reason and then get duped into liking <laughs> the thing that they're i think in. idol master specifically is really, really? A science about that. Yeah, they are very, very, very like like focus group that shit into the dirt. 
well. They have an archetype for everyone because yeah. there's way more of them. Yeah. Like we joke about there being a lot of Love Life characters. There's way more Idol Masters mm-hmm. girls. Idol Master has been going for what, like 20 years at this point or some shit? I remember jokes about it on the 360, so yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so. Also, one thing I thought was interesting is that the original Love Live series and Superstar have the same director, mm-hmm. but Niji Jigasaki oh. and Sunshine have two different directors. <laughs> so, so, so Superstar was the return of the original director, and oh. it was like, oh no. Oh. That's interesting. So, that's just an interesting aside. Yeah. Polly, what have you been up to? Well, I'm, I played a visual novel. Woo. Yep. It's we've actually talked yes. about this one on the show before, uh, but we'll go over it again. I played you and me and her, yes, uh, or just Totono, uh, as a lot of people tend to call it, because it, it it was it's been out for a while and it's been very popular in the visual novel mm-hmm. world for a long time. I don't know that it ever got a fan translation. I just know that people were buzzing about it ever since it came out. Uh, because it left a pretty big mark. And you'll often hear, um, like, the reason this is kind of gets the traction that it does now, despite the fact that it came out, like, four years beforehand, is, you'll hear about it in the same conversation as Doki Doki Literature Club a lot. Uh, because, yes. Because both are kind of leaning into the same thing in this way that it's just like, I know Dan Salvato has said that he did not read and doesn't and did never heard uh, had never heard of you and me and her prior to writing Doki Doki Literature Club, but oh my god, like other than the poetry stuff, the beats are so similar. Um, um like yes. just it is. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sitting like because and I know this for a fact now because I just watched somebody stream Doki Doki Literature Club Deluxe. So I was just mm-hmm. like, okay, I just came off of you and me and her. I haven't you know, I've got a couple of years between me and and Doki Doki Literature Club at this point. So mm-hmm. I watched a friend stream DDLC Deluxe this week and as I'm watching it's just like this is just like like it is almost note for note uh like <sighs> an exact replica uh, of 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 you and me and her in a lot of really mm. suspicious ways, but I'm look, I'm gonna take your word for it, Dan. I'm, I, I think you... I buy. I think I buy it, but yeah, obviously, right. yeah. Do you mean like the first half of Doki Doki Literature Club or all of it? All of it. <laughs> all of it. Oh, extremely all of it, right? Extremely uh, okay. all of it. This is a really good VN ret. <laughs> Huh. So, uh, <gasps> you and me and her is basically your typical sort of love triangle visual novel thing you got going on. Um, you got your main character who's kind of just sort of that kind of character that feels like he's trying to just write himself out of society and go through life. I want to be the nobody. Like I, like I, nobody needs to notice me. I'm just fucking dirt. Whatever. Leave me like, I don't, nobody <laughs> needs to take notice of me. It's like, okay, big relate. I got you. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, I know that. Um, and he's uh, th- th- there. There are two love interests. There's there's uh, the one girl, uh, Miyuki, who she's kind of like the childhood friend character that uh, you grew mm-hmm. up with, you went through school with, you helped her kind of like find her voice, uh, f- find a way to kind of 
uh, uh, I guess be more polite. Like, you were sort of the springboard for her to end up being really popular once she had high school. So you kind of just drifted apart uh, after that. And she's like this big tsundere. She's just very, um, like, not like, I, I got all these feelings, but I, they're not for you. Definitely not. Definitely <laughs> not. Um, and then you've got the other girl, uh, Owl, who is, uh, wow, she is a space case. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, she's a lot. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. You meet this girl on the school roof, and she's just trying to call God. That's her deal. She's trying to yeah. call God with her cell phone, and it doesn't work. So <laughs> she just stands around making phone noises all the time. It's very weird. Uh, but basically, you kind of end up in a situation with these two girls where it's just like, look, let's just all be friends. Let's rekindle this relationship because Miyuki wants to get back in touch with her you, with her normal self. Like, being around you again reminds her of, like, like the person that she used to be. Because the thing, the, the way that she presents herself now, it's it's a fake. Like, she, you know, she's mm-hmm. super popular now. She's, like, basically super perfect girl. She's basically the Haruhi class president type girl. Where, like, everybody mm-hmm. loves her. Everybody wants to be her. Um, but that's not who she really is. Like, like she's kind of, like, more brash. She's, like, down to earth. Uh, she's more relatable to you than she is to all of these other people and you know she ends up kind of falling in love with you again or having all of these feelings that she thought she didn't have but then you know you kind of progress those over the course of the game so you you basically you you advance this story in the way that you would any kind of dating visual novel kind of game you make choices you make people happy you tell them what they want to hear and you go down that route and typically i think i don't know that you can go any other route than yuki had the first round can you Mm-hmm. I don't I, know. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, uh, but uh, you, you end up dating her in the typical kind of like romance kind of way. There's some dramas. We're also trying to figure out how we can like be friends and not have this weird third wheel girl hanging around. But, <laughs> but also we don't want to be mean about it, but we do because Miyuki just does not like her at all. She's just really Ooh. pretending. Hmm. She's she's pretending for your sake because you're the like Iwaihime has a similar setup where there's a girl who like the main character just wants to fix uh, because mm-hmm. she's the weird outcast character but like he's also got this childhood friend that likes him a lot like it's like this is probably way more common in these types of stories than I realize I guess so that's mm-hmm. it's probably not all that surprising of a setup if you're more into this kind of thing. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, basically this is Eneroge, by the way, uh, whereas DDLC was very much not, uh, and I'm the more only- DDLC, like, boneless you and me and her. Yeah, it really is boneless <laughs> you and me and her. You know what says boneless you and me and her? The version you get on Steam, if you don't oh, know about the patch. I am the only person that I know, because I talked to two people- while playing through this game, I'm the only person that mm-hmm. played it with the uh, with the uh, the hentai slash eroge <laughs> portion of the game restored, um, because Which is rough because it sounds essential. <laughs> uh, it's it's not essential because there are sex scenes. Because I'm going to say that the sex scenes are ridiculous. They're uh-huh. I don't know because I don't really actually read eroge to know. But, like, these sex scenes are just hilarious. 
Like, I was cackling more than I was titillated by them. Like, I was literally just sending screenshots of dialogue that would be happening during these sex scenes to people because it was just killing me to not... And like, especially people <laughs> that played through the, the just the Steam version bare bones without the sex involved. Because in the in the Steam version, it just says that they kiss and then it fades out. And, and kissing is the thing. Like that's that's the the <laughs> the, the big thing, um, but the sex is wild in this game because it's basically a meta commentary on the eroge um, uh, 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 format in and of itself. Basically, is what it's trying to do here. It's yeah. You know, whereas Doki Doki Literature Club is trying to riff on dating sims and how those work. Um, and how, like, real, quote-unquote, feelings can get involved or things like that. Um, This is doing that in a similar way. It's just a lot of weird, grody sex that just had me laughing the whole time. Um, Just wildly over-the-top, ridiculous. Um, To the point to where the sex is, like, it's even comically pointed out a lot that, like, oh, you know, you say the right things to a girl and sex is the goal. Like, that's it. That's how this works, right? That's very on the nose genre commentary, yeah. Yeah, like it's it's very on the nose, and it's very purposefully so. Um, and like it's it, you know like I can't really say what the plot twist is because I'm probably mm. gonna sp- like it'd be a massive spoiler, but yeah. But you reach you a like point, saying it's it is like DDLC is sort of. I feel sort like, of, that's like that's enough to I go on. Yeah, like yep. it's not like 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 I see this game get labeled as psychological horror a lot too, and I like I just don't. <laughs> I love. It's not like it's not really at all. There's like maybe one scene of violence, and it's a real good one. Um, <laughs> there, there's one whole scene of violence, um, but like when the DBLC shit starts happening, is when I think the game gets super interesting because you move past like the dating sim part, um, uh, which is what I would say the first half, uh, the first third of the game is like the dating sim route. The second third is like interesting com, uh, interesting commentary on how. Uh, 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 interesting commentary on the eroge genre as a whole and then the third portion of this game is just kind of buck wild interesting visual novel stuff um and also sort of an interesting relationship on an interesting commentary on relationships because the game does a thing where you you can actually lose. Like, you can actually lose this visual novel and it'll just, like, stop and be like, yeah, you're done. You can't play anymore. Um, if you Holy let shit. If you let something go on too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in order to get out of what's happening, you have to actually pay attention to somebody's feelings and their likes, their desires, things they talk about, things they wear. <laughs> and it's interesting... It, it's very, it's a very interesting play on the dynamic of how, like, we, like, those, like, when, you, when you're talking about insert characters um, in visual novels and how we make their choices for them and how it's not really a relationship, but, like, you sort of have to build one to sort of get to the end game of this game. You have to kind of, like, the game makes sure that you are paying attention, and if you're not... You just get booted back, and you've got to fucking redo everything. Um, so, uh, it's not complicated. Um, it, it's not really complicated uh, structure-wise or anything, and you're not, like, going into your 
file system to do anything like DDLC did. <laughs> um, uh, the way that it does its stuff, though, is it, it, it's still on that meta level, but it's more of just like, were you paying attention? Did you... Um, you, you, you know, were you paying attention to what you should have been paying attention to? And mm -hmm. I think that that's... A, like, And then, like, the game actually has balls at the end where you have to make a choice and you have to stick with it. Uh, because, again, once you make the choice, the game is, like, the game is over. Like, yeah, you can delete your mm -hmm. save files and stuff and do it, but just, like, the game's over. You can't come back to this. You can watch this last scene again, but all it is is just, like, yeah, it's a reconfirmation of that you did this thing, this was the choice oh, wow. you made, you're done. Um, that was and, the last part. They kind of elevated it over. Being yes, yes. DLC. They do a thing on the title screen. They do a they do a thing on the title screen as well with the title of the game that just like oh my god you it's it's such a perfect little detail and it's just like I'm glad you thought to do that. That was really cute and clever. Um, yep. Uh, there there are so there are like this is a, this is a visual novel where there were so many moments where I just kind of found myself in awe of what it was doing. Um, mm -hmm. with not only just its commentary with, with the way that it was telling, because like, I think that the love story that it's telling between the characters, like, I don't know, like over time, I guess I've kind of cooled on it a little bit. Uh, at mm -hmm. least like the parts where you're building the relationship with either of the two girls. Uh, I find that it's just like, I'm just kind of a little cold and indifferent to both of them at this point. Um, mm -hmm. I just kind of don't care. Um, I like what the game did in the back third uh, with all of the meta stuff and the way that you have to kind of actually learn a lot of things and pay attention to somebody's feelings and, and, and stuff the way you would in an actual relationship. That is really, really fun and cool. Um, and like the big cathartic, the big cathartic moment. Uh, there's a moment, like, like one of the biggest, most egregious parts, I think, though, of losing uh, the H scenes with the Steam version is there is a scene at the end of the game that it might like despite the fact that it is an eroge scene and that it's it's very like uncomfortable and weird and disturbing and sad and pathetic it's also it may be one of my favorite visual novel scenes ever mm -hmm. because of what is happening and what it's trying to do um uh, with, with the dynamic between game and player, it's it's having a moment, and it's having a very awkward, uncomfortable, sad, pathetic, ten minutes straight of a moment, and it goes real hard. And I was just sitting here the whole time, just like, oh, please stop, please oh, just end it, and like you lose this scene entirely in in the Steam version. And I feel that like it is the scene that like it's one makes the, it's, game, it, it makes like. it makes the game because it puts everything in like um uh I guess my only other criticism might be that like when you get to the final decision like I feel that it's really kind of like you can feel like you're getting guilted into making one of the decisions or deciding one way. Um, <laughs> because the game centers around certain things in a certain way and you can feel like you're making this decision just because you feel bad and you're not making the decision that you would make normally. Oh, um, Polly, 
That's what I did. That's what John did. I made the correct decision, I think. That's the fun thing is that I feel like I I reflected back on my time on the game like, oh, wow, I just kind of let myself get brought along with these feelings. Yeah. Because that's that's because I can be a sniveling weakling sometimes. Uh, Yeah. And, of course, Polly (laughs) made the right choice. The Cosmo of the group made the right, and re- <laughs> the right and responsible choice. Um, but I, the balls that this game has, I think, are big. Yep. I really, really admire like what it was trying to do. Like, like the the writer wanted to make a visual novel to end all visual novels, and I think that like with what he was doing choice wise and the way that like he was setting up this meta layer, sort of before we'd seen anything done like it. Uh, with regards to this form, like where it would like gain popularity with DDLC, of course. Um, I think that this game, this game obviously also has like twelve hours to do its thing. Is the thing, whereas DDLC is a three-hour game. So I'm not, like, I don't like comparing them that much. I, I like, I know that like mm-hmm. the story beats are similar, um, and what they're trying to accomplish is very, very much sort of in that same lane. Um, but when you and me and her has like 10 to 12 hours to do it, it's like, I think that there's a lot more uh, room there to kind of actually feel something genuine, something that feels a little more yeah. real. Um, I, I think my deal was like, I came away from it. Like I, I, I understand how this is better, but I still feel like I enjoy DLC more, both because I experienced it first and because it's a little bit more immediate. Yeah. And, but then the thing is, that was me coming off of the boneless version. I feel like playing the version that has the has the edge yeah. that felt like it was missing in the Steam version. I would oh my pretty, god! I, if it, if it delivers in the way that I kind of want it to, I feel like I would pretty uniformly be like, okay, this is sort of the the bigger, better, more epic version of what yeah. that other game was accomplishing. It definitely like like, and that's sort of like the other person that I talked to about it. Kind of like they kind of got that idea as well. It's just like. The, the sex being in there and being as weird and, and pathetic and sad as some of it is. Because I guess what? This is also a game about getting fucking cucked. Yeah, I was uh, going to say, this is this is NTR the game. This, my God. And they, there's like, <laughs> and there's another scene that got cut um, from, from the Steam version that really drives that home, again, as <laughs> real sad and pathetic cucking. And it's oh just, god. oh my god, you went, you went that, there was a text box that when I read it, I just had to stop, I had to drop everything for like red look at Red look at Discord. I had to drop my, I had to drop everything for a couple seconds and just be like, oh my god, I just read that. <laughs> what, what did you The way put? you said that though, get fucking cucked. Oh, it's- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Are you scared of getting cucked? Yeah, there's uh, there. Oh my god, there's so many moments though. Oh my god, I played this when I had COVID. I just remembered this. Oh god, I had that. I had that. I found that Shinichi. Are you scared of getting cucked? Screen cap, and right next to it was laughed myself into a coughing fit. This line coming out of nowhere. (laughs) I was sitting there with COVID playing you and me and her. Oh, this is the perfect COVID companion. You and me and her. Put the back of the box quote right there, Forgot people. That. Oh my god! But there, there was like I like 
yeah, like, like I think that the sex is a very, uh, you kind of need that part mm-hmm. uh, in a lot mm-hmm. of ways because it's just, yes, it's over the top and weird and fucked up and just, oh man, like it's it, so like it's not it's, there's nothing rapey or weird or in it, but it's just also mm-hmm. like, what in the world, like. <laughs> like you Same, wonder like other you, nitro plus begins you wonder Steam. it you wonder at points if the if who wrote it actually knows how sex works oh no <laughs> but i'm gonna just say that like <laughs> I, given the fact that i don't really regularly indulge in eroge that might just be you know a symptom of the genre itself though so like i can't say for certain because again it's not something that i regularly read like this is the first actual like horny v maybe all air gays are stupid <laughs> they might all be like that wild and stupid with the sex like i don't know um but the sex in this game just consistently had me rolling on the floor i, tra- but... I transfer i my brain trans i transform into another person experiencing air gaze, so i can't tell you what the reality <laughs> of them is because the, the other john is not capable of gauging how things compare with reality right. yeah <laughs> um but, uh, I think in the end, like, I guess I feel a little colder on this game than I did when I immediately finished it. Because, again, mm. like, I don't think that the actual romance portions of it actually held up for me. Uh, just because, uh, I think one side is just like, I, I, I'm hanging out with you because I feel bad. Uh, and then the other side is, I'm just hanging out with you because I want to fix you. Um, and I think Iwaihime kind of handled that better despite the fact that it's not in this genre of course so that's a completely kinetic visual novel Um, Mm -hmm. but like I I just didn't really get anything from either relationship or character in this Um, and uh, I think I'm just here mostly because I I think I just I, I admire it mostly for what it does on that meta layer and like the way that it plays with the idea of visual novels and like you know, what it's saying about eroge and visual novels and the choices we make in them and like how we uh, interact with these characters inside them and all that stuff. Like I think all of that stuff is really cool and interesting, but I think that in the end, I mm, it's complicated because I don't know. Like it makes me wonder if there's like, do I just like not? really like either ddlc or this game very much in the end really is that because because it really just comes down it really it it, well i mean i guess like if i guess if we're all ddlc needed to do was just have that weird 10 minute scene from you and you and you and me and her (laughs) all it had to do was go that far in the end i think it could have (laughs) won i'm kidding of course or am i um you're not kidding at all uh, man, it's it's a real good scene though. Like, despite the fact that like I might have come away a little colder on this game as as time went on over the last couple of weeks, you did read through it really quickly. I did it in two. Like, you were definitely into it. Yeah, yeah I was into mm-hmm. like when I was into it, I was into it. Like in the moment, I was definitely there. Like I was like, here, let's do. Like this all feels really good. Uh, I'm ha- like I, I I was talking to John and another person the whole time. Like I basically live tweeted it in a way. Uh, all of my reactions and I came away from it still pretty positive but over the last couple of weeks I've just kind of felt like you know when mm-hmm. I was sitting down and just kind of thinking about it I was like I think I cooled off a little bit uh, mm-hmm. I definitely like what it, you know again I definitely like what it's doing meta wise but um, I don't know that like 
the 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 you and me and her colon a love story part lands all that well for me mm-hmm. and i think that like oh, that also also if 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 you are somebody that um doesn't like being thrust into the, mo- the, the to into the role of a male character and having a game that is very much focused <laughs> on the male gaze and on the male perspective and very just horned up and testosterone and just yo this is this game is very dick and male centric um mm-hmm. if that makes you like uncomfortable DLC, if you're if that's that something ma- where ddlc did a good job with where yeah. they just had that line like it doesn't actually matter to me yeah yeah like yeah like the character in that game actually straight up says i don't even know if you're a boy or girl and frankly i don't even care <laughs> um whereas this game is just very like like if you get to that scene that I am talking about that I think is one of the best scenes ever. And that's like the way that it's presented with, you know, being the strict male focus. Um, it might, y- y- if that makes you feel a certain way, like, cause I, the, the projection doesn't bother me any, um, mm-hmm. you know, as a trans person who doesn't, you know, relate to the whole male thing. Um, that doesn't bother me. Like it never bothers me to be in control of a male character or to play, character games from a male perspective it doesn't bother me at all but if that does to you especially since a lot of sex is involved and a lot of you know just very male sex stuff uh is involved especially if you play the r18 version um (laughs) yeah just be aware going in uh i think that like if you like ddlc this is an easy recommend um and like the, the the production values are freaking top notch uh the art is gorgeous uh it's all over the place the music's great uh like even the ui is just very eye-catching oh it's so pretty it's very soft and pretty pretty. like it's just a wildly pretty game um yeah like there there will be something here for you if you want ddlc but a little more porny um (laughs) but yeah, like, I don't know. Like, that's weird. Like, I, I guess, like, the dust has not settled on this one for my thoughts, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I just kind of feel a certain way of just, like, I feel, I know that I've cooled off on it. I know that it's because I really wasn't into either of the two girls. Uh, but mm-hmm. I don't know that, like, if, like, the end, if at the end, like, my attachment to either character is really not what matters here. Maybe, like, the, the other stuff that they're doing, like, especially in that last third with what they do, um, with relationship stuff and the big climax at the end, mm-hmm. um, yeah. When they do, when they do all that shit, you know, like it's hard to say. Like I don't know how this lands for me. I guess, yeah. But, like I like it. I just don't know that I'm in love with it. I definitely did not fe- come away from it feeling like, oh, this was. I was really invested in the romance of this. No. Like that felt like I was invested in the two characters and their journey. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess for me, like that definitely feels true that it doesn't really deliver on that respect yeah i guess the question is sort of like is that really relevant to what it's going for necessarily would that have made it a lot stronger or not well it does call it it does call itself a love story unfortunately when you you put that in your title i feel the onus is on you to maybe deliver on Mm -hmm. that a little bit and maybe they thought they did um but yeah i see what you mean yeah, like, but if you don't connect with these characters in that way, uh, then that that might fall flat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes total sense to me. Yeah. 
I still want to play the porn you version. You absolutely point. <laughs> should. I like. I recommend that anybody that did not play this with the porn scenes again. Like, I don't think like yeah, the porn scenes are gratuitous. They're weird. They're funny. They're awkward. That may be a symptom of the genre. I literally don't know. Um, but when you see what it's going for story wise, uh, and this is like, and the game tips its hand on that real early if you have the porn version installed because a character says something. Uh, on the way home from school that is not in just the regular yep. version. And I was just like, that catches you completely off guard. Like, oh, mm-hmm. uh-oh. We're doing something here, aren't we? Uh-huh. <laughs> I think the line, the line they replace it with a lot of is, do you want to get zappy? Well, I mean, they use get zappy a lot even mm-hmm. in the, the porn version. Um, okay. But she goes into... Huge detail. Uh, uh, okay. On, yeah, a lot of detail on uh, one of the conversations after school. It was like, oh, uh, <laughs> that probably wasn't in your version, was it? <laughs> nope. Yeah, they would just cut out the sex. They don't just cut out the sex scenes. They cut out just most all mentions of sex. sex. Yeah, like yeah. it's just uh, all. Yeah, it's, it's boneless. Boneless. Mm. Yeah, it is funny because I remember John talking about this game last year and specifically saying like. I just wish this had a little bit more edge to it. Oh, like, God. Oh, it yeah. was there it's, all along. Oh, oh, boy. It is there. There's a oh, lot it of it. Oh, it also boy. sounds like it makes it also sounds like it makes the part before the game pops off. Oh, God. Yeah. A lot there's a because it's cause I, the there's another the part. The first two thirds are a bit dry. The the scene before the game pops off is another sex scene. Um, And the framing for it, the way that it happens, it's like the ultimate cucking and it is raunchy dirty grody pathetic sad disturbing sex and then the game like and then when you kind of like put yourself in the character who's getting cucked and you put yourself in their position and where they are at while this is happening you just get the willies thinking about it and you go you know what yeah, I think I'd do that too. Yeah, I think I'm with her on this one. It's wild. It's just over it the like t- it's over the top buck fucking wild. I was astonished at the things I was reading, <laughs> and I'm not a prude by any measure of the word. <laughs> Yeah, so that uh, I love that this is the video game podcast that talks about porn games. Yeah, we could do that. We could do that. Makes me the happy. Only video game podcast that talks about porn games. Well, I mean, <laughs> we're also the only video games podcast. So I mean, yeah, that's we true. would we have to cover all the bases. The essential. Cool. Thanks for sharing your journey with that, yeah. Polly. That yeah, was very fun. it was a it was a thing. I don't like like I said like if you play DDLC and you don't mind something a little more porny, I would say go for it and I'll and get the patch. At uh, Jast USA, uh, yep. that you get it at the official website. Uh, get that uh, and play it through that way. If that doesn't bother you, I don't know about the boneless version. Like, I just don't know that it would hit the same way. No, I, I think you nah, have to. Nah. I think you have to play this with the porn in. You want the bones? You got to get the bone. Mm-hmm. Get, get the bone, the people. Bone. Get that bone. Get that. Get bone. Bone. Get bone. Get cocked. You know, on this episode so far, we've talked about light on the light novel. Yeah. Yep. 
an anime. Yeah. An idol anime. Yeah. And a porn VN. Yeah. We got we got all like we're just covering all the essential bases. I can yeah. everything everything, impo- everything that matters. Everything people tune in for tonight, like it's just such just, a good spread so far. It's such a great spread. I got nothing else. Uh, oh so, shit! <laughs> I don't so, have much else. This will be a short one. I so this one might be a little breezy tonight. Uh, I, I have some more stuff. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> Red will dig into that well of 800 anime he watches a week. He'll find. I mean, something. that is actually the plan. John knows the other one. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Right. So John, John, do you want to kick us off? You want to go ahead and get things fired back up? Sure thing. Okay. Uh, I finished Metroid Prime. That game oh, you have you have thoughts on. Yeah. Alright. So the first this is very funny to me, but the first time I finished Metroid Prime, I was like probably like sixteen or seventeen. Mm-hmm. And I like didn't like it and posted like a big screed on the forum about how I didn't like it. Oh baby. And then oh. I'm like <laughs> then like a week later I was like, I don't agree with anything I said up there. Forget oh. all this <laughs> game is good. Um, so, like, I went through a whole poly arc with it, but, like, af- fully after I'd finished playing it. I, like, finished it, said a bunch of stuff about it, and then, like, read other people's thoughts on it and stewed on it. And, like, like I just, like, entered my mind palace, like, oh, there must be a way to like Metroid Prime. Right, yeah. I'm going me- to figure out how to like Metroid Prime. And then and then I did. Oh. Um, so, for the last decade, every time I look back and think about Metroid Prime, I feel warm and good. Yeah. Good art. Um, I was I was really excited to revisit it, um, and then I finally and then like the Metroid binge was like a good excuse for that, and so I played through the whole thing for the first time since the one time I played through the whole thing. Um, versus like the two D games, which I played many, 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 many times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like the truth is complicated which yeah. is sort of a theme i was kind of expecting episode. that yeah. because when i revisited that game a while back i remembered fighting some of the bosses especially flogger and thinking man this is just really throwing me out of it <laughs> this is some video game ass bullshit yeah huh? it feels the word that i kind of like like i think that even you mentioned it i can't remember now but it's very zelda-y it feels like a 3D Zelda. Yeah. Der- open paren, derisive, close paren. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it feel like the bosses all feel like that. Like, so let's let's do the negatives. Um, I don't think the combat in Metroid Prime is particularly smart. Oh, it's not I great. Uh, uh, yeah. Like they the they, entire, they were ahead. they were afraid of twin stick shooters at that point yeah like okay the 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 lock-on thing is fine i'm okay with that i like how the game feels to play Mm -hmm. um the combat set pieces in the back half are here are new space pirates they are colored they have a specific color (laughs) use your scan visor oh this is a wave beam space pirate you can tell because it's purple yeah a a flaw in their design means that they're vulnerable to the beam that they're using so use the wave beam says the scan visor Uh, (laughs) oh yeah thank you scan visor i used the purple gun to fight the purple enemies thank you (laughs) navi vulnerable to everything else thank you navi (laughs) and then they introduce you to yellow space pirates yeah how you fight the yellow space pirates you use the yellow gun yep 
Is that the plasma beam? That's the plasma, I believe. Yeah. No, yeah. that's the power. That's the power oh. beam. The the plasma oh, beam wait, is the wait, red no. gun. No, red, 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 red. Right, right, right. And that's where when you fight the red space pirates, <laughs> and you know what you do with the blue space pirates? They all thinky dinky. That's right. You use the blue gun. Swiper, no swiping. Swiper, no swiping. Um, and then you get to the final, and then like the final bosses are, oh. This boss turns invisible. Yeah. So turn to the specific visor. The visor that makes them, that visible. Makes them visible. And then you, yeah. s- and then you get to the very final boss. How do you beat the first phase? Oh, the final boss turns purple. When it's purple, use the purple <gasps> gun. And it turns red. When it's red, use the red gun. Yeah. And then you find feel... the second voice. It turns invisible. Oh, better switch to the arbitrary visor that lets you look at it, and then you can shoot it with the hyper gun. Yeah, right. Does the invisible visor at least have like a cool heat signature, tra- like kind it's of look a... to it? Yes, it does. Oh, okay. Because I, cool. it looks okay. I, I definitely feel this is definitely stuff of that era, like oh, the yeah. PS2 era. Yeah. That has obviously aged extremely poorly. We have we have shaders now. Um, I guess I I don't know if that's what it is, but that's what it feels like. It's probably I, I shaders. Understand. I don't understand having a thermal visor and an x-ray visor, except yeah. that you want to have a boss yeah. that you can only see with the thermal visor, and then a boss that you can only see with the x-ray yeah, visor. Yeah, it's very, like, we got four slots here, we need to put something on it. <laughs> can you see Space we'll... Pirate Bones with the x-ray one? <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, you can see enemies with them. Give me them Space Pirate I mean, that seems like... That one definitely feels like, we can do transparencies on polygons now, check this out. Check it! Oh, shit! Um, and that's the combat. Those are the boss fights. So, so you combine, oh, in order to beat this boss, use the item you got in this dungeon with, oh, um, oh, you have to wait 15 seconds for it to make itself vulnerable attack yeah, pattern, yeah. and then you can f- pummel it with shots and then you get a Wind Waker boss. Yay. Yeah. It's, it's the boss design going back and revisiting that was rough when I kind of realized what was going on. It was, oh, right. I definitely remember not actually ever liking the bosses in the original. Yeah. Like, like I Ridley stopped. Is, Ridley's probably the best boss. Yeah, in that's the, the fucking movie. worst part of it is that Ridley gets to be the best boss in show just because it's at least not all that. But it's still 15 second stretches of like, yeah. he's flying around, all you right. can't hit him, yeah. so wait. Hmm. Um, it feel, and then there's stuff like, like the, uh, there's a tower that you rotate by doing specific bomb slots and it spins around (laughs) so you can make the magnet beam slot. And I'm like, I just miss when the puzzle was, there is a block that looks like all the other blocks in the wall and you need to hit it with your bomb. And that's how you progress. (laughs) There's a purity to that, that I really enjoy. (laughs) And then this is like, we've got puzzles. Do you like puzzles? Yeah, puzzles and combat, and it I just feels that, very like that game exudes a lot of excitement for what it is. I think mm-hmm. like it doesn't feel. I like... have a lot of positives to get to. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like. I think that everything that it's doing, even if I'm kind of like eye rolly at it at this point, I feel that it's very excited about what it's doing. Mm-hmm. I think that this game's presentation is fucking breathtaking oh, across the board. Oh yeah. It is a absolutely beautiful game, and looking around, like just existing in these like little three D diorama world rooms, um, 
like that they, they feel they feel old now but like it's still like completely confident yeah and gorgeous um and i just love existing in its world mm-hmm. um the fact that they make you spend like three or four hours just in the chozo ruins at the start too feels great feels great because that's like one of the most gorgeous levels yeah yeah love it a lot um that whole opening episode on the on the space pirate frigate is really good mm-hmm. um I think the theming of this game is really smart um, because it is about the space pirates and the Phazon encroaching on this beautiful natural world. Yeah. And the Phazon is this awful toxin and the space pirates are idiots and they they don't know what they're messing with and they are trying to harness this basically like (laughs) evil When we touch this, when we touch this stuff, it literally melts us. What we, what should we do? (laughs) Inject (laughs) ourselves with it! (laughs) Yeah! I, I feel like in the grand Nausicaa arc of Metroid Prime, the space pirates are the humans. Yeah, yeah, I can (laughs) fucking see that. And when you look at it through that lens, it, it's like, if you just think, oh, the space pirates are the humans, and it's yeah. just oh, correct. The, the, whole the space game. pirate lore stuff is so good. <laughs> I love those entries in the fucking in the fucking lore book. The writing has so much personality. God, um, it's all so of that. smart. Like, without, like, leaning on it in an obnoxious way, it yeah. is so fun and funny and interesting <laughs> yeah. throughout. Um, there's a lot of gravitas to the Chozo yep. um, as well that really comes through in their writing um, mm-hmm. without, again, without being like obnoxious. Yeah. Um, and I think that, and the, when you get to the wrecked frigate mm. and you see like these plant tendrils like coming in around it and this very peaceful music as the fish like swim around in this place that you were in before. And there's this awful hostile space pirate frigate. Yeah. Um, and you're like, Oh shit. You're doing a cool thing. You're making you're making me like this planet. You're making me want to protect this planet from yep. these encroaching forces. Yeah. And this is the Metroid where you don't blow up the planet at the end. Yep. Yep. They make you fall in love with Talon Four. Yeah, it's it's a really really great place to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that the, I think there's a resonance to like that story that's strong enough that when you get to the end of it, like it feels like a lit like a tiny like JRPG catharsis for me, like getting to the end of it and having like the big theme music playing as you fight the Metroid prime at yeah, the end. Yeah. That feels good. It feel, it all feels good. It feels like sort of the most epic Metroid, like as a, as an arc. Yeah. Um, and I, I found it really strong and moving in a lot of little ways. Yeah. Um, and that is the other side. And, oh, and also, um, I don't think I've ever played another first-person game where the main character has, is so convincingly a presence in the world. Yeah, like, they do a lot. Retro did a lot uh, to mm. humanize Samus, despite the fact that you never really see her much. That she mm. never speaks. Uh, they do so much to characterize her that I feel that like they, they, their work gets really undersold in that department. Absolutely. Um, and just, and just all the details with the visor. Yes. Um, just the hyper, the, the hyper like detailed UI is like, feels yeah. like somebody pointed out. It almost feels like an old PC game. It really that, does. Yeah. That. Like that's the vibe you get. Like when you first throw mm-hmm. that game on, it's very, it's very like 
it's both classy and also like very over the top in a way that I really love. Yeah. Um, jumping around like you feel Samus's weight and kind of presence, and and then all the cool details everyone notices, like the fog, fogging yeah. up your visor, oh, shooting that's... a charge shot next to shooting a charge shot next to yes. a wall, and then Samus's face flashes in her visor. The first time I saw that was just literally like, oh, I'm literally playing a next generation console now. I think that that was, like, a moment for me. I very specifically remember buying the charge beam at a fucking rock and seeing Samus's face light up in the visor and going, Oh, what? <laughs> so, that was my, that was my, like, mixed arc with it, was just, like, mm -hmm. I don't actually like the fighting. Yeah. And I don't yeah. like, and I don't like the puzzles. Yeah. Existing in this world is so cool yeah. yeah and i'm really excited for um prime 2 honestly uh, I, i'm ready for that now I, and also a big part of the fighting being a little dry set is pretty easy oh god uh, yeah the... prime one is baby <laughs> I, easy and I they had such a hard time with that fucking <laughs> game <laughs> really like i mean i can't i, just, I can't okay. laugh at you because i did the first time too because i am the one i'm i was the last holdout like i did not want metroid mm. to go 3d i hated the idea i still bought the game mm. day one i played it for a bit and was like fuck this i don't want it and then i came <laughs> back like three months later and played it um but yeah, like the first time through, it was like, oh, this feels so weird. <laughs> I remember now, like specifically getting stuck on the ice boss. Oh, God. And like just stopping and quitting the game and coming back a little while later. Flagra was my Flagra was my stop point. Like yeah. I just that because I just didn't feel I could be fat. I could not do it fast enough. And I still like dread going to fight that <laughs> boss. It's like the main reason I don't want to play that game again is because I don't want to <laughs> fight Flagra. I hate it. So I remember so when so I came back. So it's not back. just that it's video yeah. goofy, it's that it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to be fast enough. Yeah. Aww. I just remember when I came back to it like Okay, I beat the ice boss, and there's a lot of combat in the back half, and I'm never feeling great about it. I remember when I fought the Omega Pirate. Ooh. I think I, I think I beat it first try, mm -hmm. barely, and was just like, "Thank <gasps> fucking god, I never have to do yeah. that." Again. Omega Pirates, <laughs> rough. And then losing to Ridley like a bunch. Of course, but, yeah. But at least that one's kind of fun. Yeah, like that one works. Mm -hmm. And then losing Maybe to Metroid Prime a bunch. Oh yeah, lose to Metroid <laughs> Prime a bunch. Yeah. I literally got to Metroid Prime, and it's like, oh, you're firing two slow-moving orbs. Charge, shot, <laughs> boom. Charge, shot, boom. Oh, you've turned purple. Pow, 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 pow. Oh, you're about to charge me. Turn into Morph Ball. Go into the Morph Ball slot that I can slide into. It's just like, like it's like it's moving in slow motion. I'm like, all right, yep. Wait, Point, was your like emulator I'm... not, in fact, moving in slow motion? We have to... Uh, when you was, started, yes! Yes! <laughs> The game was moving in slow motion for the first, like, 20% of it, which did Oops. not feel great. Oops! Once I was actually playing at a full speed, I was like, oh, this game does actually feel good. Okay. So um, it was not doing it then on the final boss. No, it was just, like, it was moving slow motion spiritually, where yeah. it was just like, oh, move my better walk on, and boom, 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 boom. They I get did, a lot. I I finished the Metroid Prime with 10 out of 14 E-Tanks. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's pretty First try. Good. Nice. Wow. Maybe it's coming off of Dread. Yeah, that's a good like, point. Dread will get... It's an actual action game. Yeah, the actual good action game. Yeah, like, Prime 2's combat may do a bit more for you. 
Uh, but it still is very like, hey, man, you like color-coded <laughs> yeah. beams? I'm so glad we're away from the color-coded beams. Time to load up Prime 2. All right, let's go. What beams do we get now? <laughs> I don't remember the color-coded beams of Prime 2, but, but I remember that was the, specifically the one everyone calls 3D Zelda. Oh, yeah, it oh, definitely God. is. Look, like, the combat's have... meteor. The combat is way meteor, but... Yeah. but uh yeah like that, the, that might be enough like the structure even is even you more here's Zelda. the white beam and here is the dark beam yeah like the, the structure light. i mean, I mean it's literally beam. light and dark world it is literally yeah. just like oh hey you're playing a zelda game at this point oh right um, it's also it's also linked to the past yeah yeah i would probably put i would definitely put metroid prime over wind waker i might put it a little under ocarina uh, uh that's my uh, yeah, yeah i think that's fair yeah, I think I was really moved in my last Ocarina playthrough. Um. And as somebody who, <laughs> full, like, fully kind of grasped and experienced that for, the, like, the first time, like, probably in, like, what, 2015, 2016, I can't mm. remember when I played it now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like, I, I think Ocarina resonates a lot, and I've actually been kind of wanting to replay it as of late for some reason, so. Yeah, I had a really good time with it. So that's my, that's my ranking. I'll say um, Wind Waker, Metroid Prime, Ocarina, and then I'll figure out where Prime Two slots in later. Oh man, that's gonna be it. That's gonna be an interesting. One. Prime Two over Ocarina would be quite the take. I, I would probably <laughs> throw my monitor at a wall if I heard that. Just because of Boost Ball Guardian alone. <laughs> oh my God, Boost Ball Guardian! I want John uh, because yeah, you, you know, cannot... know what's gonna happen. John's gonna get the Boost Ball Guardian and do it like on the second try, and then I'm gonna just yeah. actually punch my monitor. Yeah, oh, if there's Flogger, one thing you, you it's so hard to beat Flogger, you have to shoot the thing so fast. And I'm like, ah, yes, of course. I definitely don't think you can complain about Prime Two being too easy. No, it's a pretty hard game. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I played through Prime Three on release inexplicably before I played either of the others. I barely I remember, remember Prime Three. Nothing about Prime yeah, Three. I remember I, nothing. It just one ear and out the other. I just don't. I. Re- Ahead, I remember Matt. thinking the intro of that game felt like they were trying to imitate Halo because there's a lot of the Federation oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, and then you fight Ridley like twice. Yeah, at the start, there's a part where like you're falling and you fight Ridley midair. That's cool, and I probably realizing now Inspired Hunters. Oh yeah, that's cool. Aww. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good fight. That was a good scene. That was a good scene. Yeah. I'm, 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 I was good with fall with fighting Ridley in free fall. That's pretty good. That's a rad yeah. moment. Yep. Um. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna see. I I mean I I, I checked it and I can play Prime Three with Dolphin now. So. Oh, nice, nice, nice. But yeah, oh, you gotta play a... with the Wii. You gotta play that one with the Wii controller. Uh, I am Rhett. I connected okay, cool. my Wiimote and Nunchuck to Beautiful. Um, to Dolphin, and then connected the Wii sensor bar to the Wii. Turn on the Wii, and then and then use the sensor. And bar then use the way. sensor bar. That, that works. That that, that works. works. Holy shit! Yeah, that's yep. just nuts. The sensor bar is just two infrared lights. Yeah, it just anything, needs the lights to be powered. Else. Yep. Um, if, oh. I, if I really got serious about wanting to emulate the Wii, I would get, like, one of the wireless sensor bars yeah. that's just battery-powered. Yeah. Mm. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's really nice because there are a handful of Wii games that do use the motion controls that I'm interested in maybe revisiting someday, like maybe Mario Galaxy. Um, but, yeah, that was my Metroid Prime adventure. I started off very negative. Um, there's all so much fucking backtracking. Oh yeah, game. like yeah, like the, like people always kind of bag on Metroid for the backtracking, and it's just like no, this that's is Metroid Prime. Yeah, it's Metroid Prime. Yeah. Like this game in particular is just 
they very are explicitly yanking you from one side of that world to the other for major plot points, and it just kind of feels bad sometimes. Yeah, to, it's right like, up to the end. Yeah, go ahead. Doing Eric. it for the whole game is one thing, but then also having the artifact hunt at the end, oh. it was like choose one, and they do it again. <laughs> you like the artifact thing, John? Did you like it? Yeah, I did. I hope you did. <laughs> All right, buddy. All right. Because you, you, you get to the fucking... Because you know what? You get to the fucking end of the game, and then you think, oh, I can explore now, and I'm not going to hit a dead end 15 minutes into this mm. path that says yeah. you need to break Bendizium rocks to progress. You're not going to get Axiom Verged. Oh, my God. Yeah. I hate Metroidvanias. They're bad. Like most people can most people that make them make them terribly. They're f- I was literally playing Hollow Knight this week, just kind of just poking at it, playing on a new uh-huh. I'm playing a Steel Soul file. Um, nice. Because I'm dumb. Because I can't wait oh, to lose. Boy. I can't wait to lose four hours of a playthrough. Like when it finally Good. happens. Um, uh-huh. And I'm just I'm still admiring and being in awe at how well that world is is put together. Like the the constantly well done level design and how much freedom they give you. Yeah, I fucking love Hollow Knight, man. Uh, I yeah, was that like, sure so... does what Metroid Prime does not. Yeah. Go ahead, I was right. like, is this statement going to go bad? Like. Polly's going to be like, and then I hit a dead end and I threw it out the window. No, 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 like, no, no, It's almost literally impossible to hit a dead end in that game. I'm just, play, I'm just playing until my steel soul dies because I just want to see <laughs> okay. how far I can get. I've Even I've never done that, so good luck. Yeah, like I'm like, I, I just got to a uh, green path, so. Yeah, hmm. that's pretty, that's very early. That's a yeah. long game. Yeah, like I've not even fought. No, no, I did Hornet last night, so. So I'm at least past that. Good. That's, a, that's a good start. <laughs> I mean, that's definitely a place you could lose on. She's oh yeah, sick. she's she is like a skill check. She is a skill check. Yeah. It's like it's like isn't it like her and then the Mantis Lords? Like that's gonna be fun. I mean, you don't have to do Mantis. You don't Lords have next. to do Mantis Lords, but I really like that fight. It's a good fight. That it will be. That, it, go ahead, Red. That fight is like deliberately a little too hard when you get to it. Oh yeah, like, that's yeah. The, that's kind of like them signposting, hey, you can do other stuff. Yeah. You can explore. But it's also yeah. like the first, I th- like, like Hornet is the first major boss you fight where you feel pressured. The Mantis Lords yeah. are the first actual skill check. Like, are you paying attention mm-hmm. to everything you can do? And are you watching enemies? Because that game is real good at telegraphing things. And that is yeah. a really heavy telegraph fight. Oh, it's a dance. Yeah. Yeah, it's real good. Is that, so is that, is that not Metroid Prime, the, then? I just realized I missed a lot of the, the chat. <laughs> Somebody brought up Jack and Daxter, and, like, I, I felt a little bit of Jack and Daxter energy. Sometimes sometimes when I play, like, West, like Western games of this era, mm-hmm. there's, like, a specific undercurrent, and I identify that undercurrent as Jack and Daxter energy. Yeah. <laughs> there's some, there, there's, there's just this window in time. Where... There is this window in time where just games kind of just felt like that. Yeah, like in tone, in terms of how they feel when you play them, uh, pacing, the, the, like Jack and Daxter is kind of just like this a good identifier of how a game feels from this very narrow window in time. It's like yeah. two thousand two, mid to late two thousand three. Like there is this very specific point in time. When did Grand Theft Auto three come out? Uh, two thousand one. 
Oh, because that feels like the game changer. Like every, yeah, like Grand Theft Auto oh, Three was fuck. a game. Grand Theft Auto Three was a game changer in a sense of creating huge, densely populated worlds with lots to do, mm. no loading, um, and, and just being this grand scope of like things that you and just having a lot of freedom. That's what Grand Theft Auto Three was. Yeah, uh, and doing that like, because the GTA games prior to that were like top down two D games, and they did they had yeah. all that, but when they brought that into three D, which is what made it so impressive. Yeah, I mean, Jack and Daxter specifically kind of went open world, didn't it? I mean, um, I it was like, like, like Jack and Daxter one. Jack, Jack, Jack two became GTA. Yeah, yes. Jack two yeah. became Some GTA. Day. Jack and Daxter one is still very much like the hub world kind of thing. It's yeah. very spirally. It's very spirally. Mm-hmm. I I talked with a friend about it, and like we we were waxing philosoph, we were waxing poetic about like Super Metroid and all the ways that that game lets you blow it wide open and gives you all these options, and then like oh you can kill here's all the ways you can kill Dragon like yep. oh the the speed booster when you do a shine spark the after effects. That shot, that flash out of Samus, do actually more do more than damage. Anything else in the yep. game, really? yep, yep, and and that has tactical implications yep. in certain in certain rooms, possibly. Yeah, uh-huh. the fact that you can do Ridley first, yeah, in Metroid Prime and fight Ridley while Wait, Prime. Do you mean Super in, in Metroid in Super? Super. While <laughs> and Ridley's room is a heat room, so it is draining your heat, your suit the whole time, and then you can crystal flash mid Ridley fight to yep. be able to beat Ridley in time. It's oh crazy. come on, yeah, it, <laughs> dude. The routes exist because people are nuts and can do it consistently. Yep. Yeah, I don't think I've ever actually watched one of those reverse boss order things. Reverse I boss order the is ones. reverse boss order is a stupidly wild run that ha- you yep. have to watch it. Okay. It's like they using those weird beam combos. Yeah. Like the busted like ass the, the, <laughs> the murder beam shit. <laughs> there is so much there's so much freedom to that game because they just like give you this toy box of tools to play with and they're not they're honestly not that concerned with how you use them. They're yeah. okay letting you the the gates are basically just like, okay, we want to keep first time players like on the critical on a path. Certain, on a certain path. But, you know, if you know what you're doing, go fuck around. Go have fun. Yeah. Sounds like another game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that is that is extremely not the energy you get in Prime. No, yeah. no. Um, but you could I mean, bust Prime, Prime open. Like, Prime, yeah. like mm-hmm. Prime got popular again um, after its release because it got busted open when people learned how to do the, uh, the, 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 the scan visor uh, strafing to, like, get mm-hmm. high jump boots early. Like yeah, isn't that, like in the and then they patched home? it out. Yeah, uh, then they patched it out in later versions, like because because the devs were like, oh no, yeah, if you playing it wrong, they're yeah, playing it in the wrong order. If you have version one point or like weirdly enough one point two, <laughs> if you have those two, because it goes all the way up to like one point three, but if you have one and one point two, you can still do uh, all the funny uh, dashing with the scan visor, which you can do like right <laughs> after. Right after the opening, like once you land on Talon yeah. Four, you can just back dash off of your ship and get the double jump boots, like right there. Beautiful. It's That's one of those fun. things you just wish was actually intentional. Yeah, and like something they made. No, like they got Hello. real. Like they did. Like and when like Metroid Prime Two came out, they like went ham at trying to like block off anything that might <sighs> be a seam the player could get through or. 
Like, like they, they, they very purposefully, from that point on, tried to just kill as much joy and expression as they could. I think that speaks to a level in which Prime, like, struck me as, like, very studio-polished in comparison with the ways that old Metroid operated. And so that's why I still like 2D Metroid more, <laughs> among yeah. many other little reasons. But I still really loved um, Prime 1 a lot. So I have one other thing, and then I'm done. Okay. okay. Um, but and it's not even going to be a big one. But I've been I, I haven't talked to anybody about this. I've been playing Riviera: The Promised Land. What? Yeah, I'm like three chapters in. That's I've been it. Playing for like two weeks. That's an odd pick. Well, the thing is, I played Metroid Fusion and I played Metroid Zero Mission, and I was like, boy, I fucking love playing Game Boy Advance games on my DS. Right. I'm like this is this is like an ideal video game playing texture. What Game Boy Advance games do I have left that I own physically? And there <laughs> aren't a lot. Oh. Um, there aren't a lot of GBA games left that I'm, like, particularly interested in or passionate that about. That you need to get to. And the the collective works of Sting are things that I've never touched. Um, oh. They did Baroque, which I'm very interested in. They did the Evolution games. Um, Nights in the Nightmare, Riviera, oh. Treasure Hunter G. Um, a bunch of weird shit, essentially. Mm-hmm. A bunch of strategy RPGs, like weird experimental strategy RPGs, a bunch of roguelike stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I know them from their weird or roguelike stuff. <laughs> yep. And I I played a bunch of Riviera, and you know what, so far? It's very weird. Yeah, that game's <laughs> really interesting. Yep, it's very interesting. The big, the big thing, cool thing is that you have an inventory with 16 slots and going into any battle you pick four items those four items are shared between all three characters and every character interact can interact with items in different ways so you might have like a special like cross item and one character can use that to revive characters from the dead and another character can use it to do like an offensive holy magic attack um, there's swords that certain characters can use very effectively and others can't. There's swords where some people can use the limit break and others can't. Mm-hmm. Um, all the items have durability as well as so you're constantly shaking up what is in your inventory um, when you when the item runs out. So does that all kind of make sense? Yeah. Um, so that's very cool. Um, there's a very visual novel presentation mode where you do not walk around the screens mm-hmm. you just like say move north move west move east ah. and then and then you can like investigate the room and then other stuff will happen um investigate the room and then you'll see and they'll have like a dialogue scene there's like dating sim elements where like you and the party members have a little like heart meter that goes up and down depending on your choices in, in dialogue scenes. Like it just feels like it's playing with all of these cool elements. Yeah. Like it's so weird and interesting for its like for, for, for its time and especially the platform, because I don't know of a lot of games on the GBA that are like that. Yep. Um, the one thing, uh, it's very slow. Oh yeah. Yeah. The combat runs at like mm, about a third of the speed. I'd probably want it to. <sighs> like an enemy will hit you and it'll flash up the damage numbers slowly. The screen will fade dar- a little bit darker and your health meter will pop up. The health meter will animate as it slowly loses oh, health. Oh my God. And then it progresses. It's like slow ass fire emblem. It's like if, Oh, it feels like 
strategy RPG. Like so, like boss fight. So regular enemy encounters will take like three or four minutes. Oh now, God! Now they're all scripted because they're because this isn't like a random encounter. No, to walk around yeah. a dungeon. Like they're all where they're like yeah. So it, you, you're intended mm-hmm. to be play the game this way. Hmm. Um, you get like points as you progress through the, 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 the levels are split into stages and you get points as you progress through yeah. stages and it tallies yeah. them up at the end of chapters. It's very, it's just a whole bundle of weird, cool video game ideas. Mm-hmm. And I'm very interested in where it's going. Um, I was, I'm so sorry. I said that was my last thing. And then I remembered that I finished <laughs> something immediately before that this you podcast. You literally just finished the game before the podcast. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. It's Cataphract Oi, yeah. which is a game in which you... Don't control RPG characters directly. Yeah, you just move and them. And move them between screens. Yeah. By selecting from menus and then have very tactical, cool, experimental RPG combat. Yeah. Um, so the difference is that I finished this one. It's like two to three hours long. <laughs> it is very speedy. It is. It feels real good. The characters move between the screens very fast. And then when you can hold the the attack button in rm2k combat it's an rpg maker game yeah um and it'll just immediately like race through all of the enemy attacks um and the fights are also like set up and scripted and there aren't a lot of them so it moves very breezily Mm -hmm. um which is good because this is a timer game oh where every motion investigating a room using healing items at rest points taking a round of combat um even even a handful of other um, things as well, each tick the timer up one point. Um, and you get there at like 7 o'clock and you need to beat the game by midnight. Oh. So the timer... So it, every it, every sec, every, mo, every move you make, um, the timer is ticking down and progressing and i've got a big fucking grin on my face because i'm just in awe of this game (laughs) yeah like like trying to put together a game like that i'm just like i've always kind of admired people that can do things like where it's like oh there is this harsh time limit and now we have to kind of make a game work within that but it also be completable and fair and feel good Mm -hmm. like that's a lot and you're doing this with fucking raw rpg maker 2 thousand events you do not get scripting you You get events like how do you only do this with events i don't understand their video games at all i am convinced that they're a witch and that they're conducting terrible evil magic spells through (laughs) sacrifices to make these games happen that feels about right (laughs) playing the game um this, this oh my god it's so fucking dope it's just everything is, cons- is every piece of this game is a considered considered part of the design yeah um the cutscenes are very rare and brief there's a very good um custom game over by the way nice um the writing is very economical and very strong mm-hmm. um I, I like i said i beat it and i was very pleased with how everything wrapped up um and exploring, I mapped out the dungeon on paper, which felt fucking great. Um, it used Fierce Battle.midi, which is one of objectively one of the best RPG maker tracks. Of course. Um, but, but then it, it does slide. It starts you off in Ocean Palace mode, where you're running through the dungeon as one of the more intense RPG maker themes is playing um, continuously through the battles. And then you switch to other 
tracks for later parts of the dungeon. Um, and the final boss is fucking balls hard. Also, sounds like you made it harder on yourself, though. Yep. But uh, so I got there. I missed. I missed an item. Specifically, oh. what happened is that I found the item. I forgot to read his description oh. and then and then died. And I was a lot of turns away from it. And I was like, that probably wasn't important. Oh, I'm not going to no. worry about it. I'm just going to go down this other path. And down that other path was the final boss. Oh. <laughs> and then Oops. I forgot entirely about that item I missed. Well, I, I mean, I guess it's good. That, it. It's good that the game, well, the game can be beat without it, right? Or do you yeah, have the to game have... is freeform. Well, well, there you it, go. It can... Yeah, it's just that it took me forty-five minutes and like seven tries. So I like it, it's that it's that smart that you can. It it wasn't even that I missed like the the hard, like true end item that you need to collect. It's right. more like there was an item that made my life easier and I missed it, and I fucking love that. <laughs> I think that's really cool. Um, so I had a really hard time with the final boss. That won't necessarily be true with everybody as long as you explore carefully. Mm-hmm. But again, I had an incentive to to like not want to go out of my way. Because even if I had gone out of my way to go get that item, it would have used up a lot of turns. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If you every turn progresses the timer a minute, do you want to know what time I finished this game at? <gasps> 1157 11:46 14 turns left That's not quite There's that's not quite not a lot That's not quite Dragon Quarter cutting it close <laughs> but that's pretty that's cutting it real close It's cutting it real close um and and again the game is speedy enough and a lot of it is just exploring and finding where the things are mm-hmm. so if you like if you just need to restart Getting back to where you were would not actually be. It would feel really good. It would it's feel like, really good because fucking, you know where to I'm go. I'm racing through this. Yeah, you're as like long you as you're are, mapping things along. Yeah, like that's why this game works, and it can be as pun- and it can be punishing in that way. Is because when you play it back again, you know where to not go to not waste time. Exactly, and there's not there aren't a bunch of long winded cutscenes that are like that would make a replay insufferable. I kind of want to play this. I think this would be rewarding to do like a challenge run on. I think this would be rewarding to try to beat without saving. There you go. Um, Sounds like a stream idea, be, John. I think it'd be rewarding to try to beat with as low a time as possible. Like mm-hmm. beat this run. Is... Oh, I'm gonna get John on the speedrun.com boards. He's gonna run it. <laughs> um, this is by the same dev as Ocean Oi. Ocean Oi. Um, yeah. And I think this is even stronger. And I fucking loved Ocean Oi. Yeah, Ocean Oi is um, rad. Uh, which is why I'm probably gonna give this a go. Yes. Oh, good. Yeah. If you enjoyed that one, then yeah, I like Ocean Oi. That game was the game. Did, like, I love Ocean Oi, but it makes me mad because I'm just like, I'll never be able to make cool RPG <laughs> maker fights like that. Fuck. And I'll have scripting, and my fights are still going to suck. <laughs> God damn it. Sarika has kind of become all right. So Sarika has kind of become like the person that you want to want to impress. I want to impress oh. with with, <laughs> with RPG maker stuff specifically. Oh. Like that's kind of. Like just just getting putting it all on the table here. Oh jeez, I am very in awe here. Mm-hmm. Um, they they listed facets as one of their. Well, other John, games it sounds like you've already fucking done it. Uh, well, they've made two. They've made like like I really liked Adamoy. Oceanoy in this game are just like on another level. Mm-hmm. And that's two games, Polly. Plus okay. even more cool stuff on their itch page. That, that you, I made one. That doesn't compare. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, so I'm just, 
I'm really, I was really blown away by this game. And again, I posted in the chat, it's Cataphract Oi at, um, I believe it's, um, oh, it's a very weird, itch t- it's yeah. a very weird, it's like, all right, there you go. Um, Folga Drum on Twitter. Um, I'm retweeting it a lot lately, so. But yeah, this is, Sreyak has also written a bunch of criticism about RPGs and like dug deep into the formal elements of like how RPG combat works. Like they've mm-hmm. written in depth. Here's how Luffy's combat affected me. Here's how the world map in Dragon Quest one. Like I have mapped out the emotions that each part of this world map inspired in me. Like they're, they're approaching this, like sort of like a capital a artist. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very, it's very um, exciting and fun to watch. It's a, it's a journey I'm very happy to be on, and I'm excited for whatever they do next. I'm glad that there are people out there that can do those kind of things. Because like when I make games, I'm just like, okay, where can I put the fart? <laughs> I'm glad there are people I, out there that look at games like that. Because man, for me, it's just like I don't know. I, I smash things together, and sometimes something cool happens. <laughs> I mean, to, like, I, I do not feel like I think formally along the same lines. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like my whole approach with a lot of things is just like, I want to make a game that looks like this. What's the bare minimum I can do <laughs> in order to get there? And then that like kind of turns into a sort of minimalist style that is pretty compelling. I like to think, yeah, yeah. but it's purely born out of, I want to do the bare minimum of work. Yeah. Like this, it's, it's to, a great to ideal point. to aspire to. Um, so like Strike is very being very intentional about how they're exploring all this stuff. Yeah. It's it's making me happy. Yeah. So that's all for me. Cool. Rhett. Rhett. Close us out. You got the barn burner. Let's go. Oh jeez. We um... got we got we got we got light novels. We got visual novels. We got anime. We got weird we got RPG maker levels. games. I got RPG maker. We got Game Boy Advance <laughs> games. We got GameCube games. Man, the smorgasbord's here, Rat. Get a what's for dessert? What's for dessert? Uh, so at the end of the last episode, I said I was excited about games again. Yeah. That cue was the, a fucking lie. Cue the Tyler Tyler the Creator meme. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a lie. Yep. I watched more anime. Yeah. Okay. Yes. But I watched an anime about games. Well, I guess that counts. Not video games. Well, kind of video games. Um, I watched a show called No Game, No Life. Okay, yeah, I know. That. Okay, we're digging into these guys. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Fill us in, Rhett. So, this show has a weird reputation because it's very popular. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it like feels like it, now. it feels like it really snuck up on me. Like, that this is extremely popular. So I'm looking at Mal right now. It's number 15 popular overall. Yeah, it's okay. it's a runaway success. It has 2 million members. That puts it right next to Season 2 of Attack on Titan, Season 2 of My Hero Academia, and it's a little bit above Naruto Shippuden Woo. and the original Code Geass. Like, very popular shows. Mm-hmm. And this is just a single 12-episode season, and that's it. And they made a movie, which I've actually... So the, there's also No Game, No Life Zero, the prequel movie yeah. that I've watched twice already. That is like a thousand years in the past thing that's not directly connected to anything in the series. Mm-hmm. And I really like it. It's very silly. It's very anime. Um, so I was curious about the series. 
it's a weird isekai. Mm-hmm. You have a brother and a sister who are very inhumanly good at games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it starts with them... It starts by, like, introducing this guild of players that are, like, the best of the best, and they can even beat people who are cheating. And then you find out it's not actually four members. It's two people playing four characters at once. <laughs> and then the little sister goes to bed because she's been up for five days. Jesus. She hands the controllers to the brother, who starts operating them with his feet. So of now course. he's playing. It's just... It sets the tone of this is really, really, Silly. really stupid. Right, <laughs> <Silly>. yeah. <laughs> so now he's playing four characters at once and still winning in this tournament. And then God challenges him to do a, to a, to a chess match. And he beats God. Of course. Yes! I, I yes. would hope so. So the God turns out to be the God of the Isekai world, and they get transported into uh, the yeah. world of the game. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> of course. So it's a world where, as shown in the movie, which came out afterwards, that there used to be a ton of conflict and strife between all these different fantasy races. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now now there's peace because they abide the rules of the game. So, like, they have these, you know, eight rules. Basically, all conflict must be solved through game. Yeah. Like, you can't actually hurt anybody. Right. And I don't know what happens if you actually try to punch somebody, but I'm sure... Some divine force will intervene and you won't be able to. You just got to trust it. The, uh, I, I didn't really think about how to talk about this show because it's really weird, but I really enjoyed watching it, basically. Well, that's good. Yes. Cool. Like, I watched five episodes the first night and I was talking about it to John and I said, I'm probably going to finish it tonight. And then I just sat, got home from work and just watched the remaining seven episodes. Well, sometimes <laughs> it'd be like that, I mean. Sometimes it'd be like that. I've done that. Sometimes I know like... how that goes. And it's like, so I, I kind of start to get why it's really popular. Maybe mm-hmm. not why it's so popular. Because mm-hmm. it seems like a very weird, chaotic, and manic show to be towards the top of, like, the all-time most-watched shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's just very strange and very anime. Mm-hmm. And that com- that comes with a few negatives I'll get into later. But, like, it's just so in love with what it's doing, I think. Mm-hmm. Where, like, one of the game fights that they have is, like, I think it's the Japanese word game Shiritori. Mm-hmm. Where, like, you have to start the next word with syllable from the previous oh, one or something. yeah, 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 yeah. So he's playing this against, like, this angel girl from a different race. And they play it in an alternate dimension where the extra rule on the game is that whatever you say, you have to, you have to like use a noun, like a something that exists. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And every time you say something, if it's in the virtual, in the alternate universe, it will appear or no, sorry. It'll summon if it, it'll summon it if it's not there and it'll take it away if it is there already. So, our main character, the first thing he says is a nuclear bomb. (laughs) Oh, no! Well. So, a nuclear bomb appears above them and is about to fall and kill them, and she plays, like, Magical Barrier or something. Uh, Of course. Because the way to win the game is to kill the other person. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Through this, through the word play. Nuclear nuclear bomb is a good place to start if you're going to kill somebody. He really just, he sets the tone immediately. Yeah. (laughs) That, so this battle goes... To such unbelievable extreme measures, 
mm-hmm. where they start playing things like atmosphere to remove the atmosphere from the world. Oh my god. And then she plays oxygen, but then she starts choking anyways because you can't actually you breathe can't, pure yeah, oxygen. Yeah, you can't believe. Yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> so it ends with them like removing the crust of the planet itself and falling into the core. It gets... It's so... <laughs> So over the top in a way Lord. that, you know, I super duper oh, appreciate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. But also, they play clothes at some point, so everybody's also naked for okay. most of Okay, why not? Why not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> so that's kind of the big caveat with this show, is that it is weirdly sexual okay. towards all its female characters. Yeah. But the one that I really wish they had stayed away from was the little sister. Oh, they're really going to do it, huh? Really going to go there, are we? There's just an uncomfortable number of bath scenes with all the girls. Oh, boy. And, like, she's never outright victimized, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like... She's mm-hmm. never... Nothing bad ever happens nothing, to her. No, Not really exploited or anything. Yeah. But just the there's fact that the show... There's a, there's a super gaze to it. Like, mm-hmm. the very opening when they're doing the thing, showing them playing before oh, they get isekai So we're just, like, camera-ogling these characters, and maybe we shouldn't be, since she's a little sister and probably uh, very she's, young, I would guess. She's, like, 11 in the oh, first thing. Oh, yeah, we... she's, like... That's the thing, is, like... She's not even, like, the usual high school age. Yeah, she's that's way literally... Younger. Yeah, like, so it, can we not? It kind of opens with a panty shot. Oh, good. And that's... Yay! It. So, like, the day after finishing it, I was on Amiami just, you know, just casually looking at the figures, oh, as no. I do. Oh, no. And, like, the most popular figure of the day was one that had just got revealed for her, where she only has panties on. Right. You are, you are now on a list. And she's on all fours. Oh my oh, god, man. what the so the, fuck? So there's a very strong gaze, is what I'm saying, and it's really, really yeah. uncomfortable. Jesus. And you think, oh, is that why this show's really popular? Yeah. <laughs> there's I a line mean... you said where it's like, maybe it seems, maybe... Maybe this isn't a is caveat not... for some people. Yeah. Maybe this is a plus. Yeah, this sounds like the, the like this is just the reason to watch. I would definitely not say it's the reason to watch, but also I was just kind of rolling my eyes and looking away at a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I just that's way too much, dude. Yeah, it's definitely like I could not actually truly recommend this show because the gaze is so strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if like the final few episodes where it basically just turns in the, the last game is basically Gun Gale Online. Oh, actually, it's not just Gun Gale Online. They explicitly I couldn't believe this. They say Galgun in the show. Uh-huh. <laughs> he wow. goes, oh. Like actual like Galgun. Galgun. Like actual Galgun. Right after referencing Occupus Strip as well. Oh, okay, yeah. This super is, this duper is... dates this as like 2014. Wow, yeah. Occupus Strip was a while ago. <laughs> but he like mentions like other shows. He says like three in a row. It's like Persona, Steins Gate, and Akiba Strip, and I'm going, well, one of those one doesn't of the, seem to belong with the One theater. of those does not need to be a part of this fucking conversation. And then a minute later, he says Galgun, and I'm just like, wow, huh? Okay, somebody. So this is the, yeah. So this is also the Galgun anime ad- adaptation. Oh, good. 
Inti Creates Classic. Galaga. Yeah, the Inti Creates Classic. Yes. Are the creators of Blaster Master Zero and Mega Man Zero. I love Galaga. I love getting to point that out, that Inti Creates, yep. known for all of their wild 2D revivalized kind of retro gaming, you know, the things they're known for. Nah, dog, it's, it's Galgun. It's so funny because I'm like, Again, the show is extremely popular. It has two million, you know, viewers on yeah, Miami yeah. list. How many of you know what Galgun is? Like ten? Oh, so it, Lord. my feelings towards it are complicated. If they ever made more, which seems like they would, because I, it was really yeah, popular. I don't know but why they the season wouldn't. was in 2014. Wow. I don't know what happened there. Wow, that's weird. So like it ends it ends with a really good arc and ends strongly for for a light novel adaptation. They do set up the like the overall goal of like this impossibly long journey of defeating all other 16 races. Mm-hmm. Cuz he like the they there's a lot of chessboard metaphors so like there's 16 different races. He wants to establish dominance over all of them because humans are at the bottom of course. Right, 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 right. And then once he has all 16 races on his side, then he's going to challenge God again. <laughs> so that's the end game call is to be God again. Yeah. <laughs> can't, can't do that in like 12 episodes. Yeah. No. Good. So it's like, okay, the story's never actually going to get to that. No. Like, not a, like, and yeah, like, man, if it's been that long since a first season, that's kind of just, yeah. wow. I, I, being that rampantly popular, I don't know how it like already has Maybe... had two or three. Again, my anime list is not representative of Japan. It's like exclusively no, it, it's Western obvi- people on it. Yeah, yeah, that could obviously play a big role. Yeah, but yeah, the the sexualization stuff is just weird. Like yeah. the main character never goes full on creep mode, which is thank, thank God, God because towards the start, you know, you don't trust the show, and I know I don't explicitly don't trust this one because like that was kind of the warning going is. Hey, uh, there's an 11 year old, and they kind of they kind of hyper focus on parts of an 11 year old that you shouldn't be hyper focusing on. So when this guy is playing, you know, the games against cute girls in the isekai, I'm just like, is he gonna do something weird like ask her to take her clothes off? Please don't. Please don't. And he doesn't. Thank God. But he also likes to peep on them in the bathroom, so maybe he's a little creepy. Okay, he is. He is a weirdo. Uh, let's, yeah. not, let's not get a twist. He's just not Cosmo about it. He's just not like straight up. <laughs> yeah. Like because Cosmo, the very first thing he would do was remove clothes on that fight. Let's just be honest. The first oh, thing yeah. he would do. First fucking move out the gate. That's what he's doing. Cosmo's <laughs> yeah, getting a lot pl- of play this episode, by the way. He's uh... he's playing the Sherry Tory. He just plays panties as the first move <laughs> instead of bomb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh. I hit my desk. Oh, and then it fell over. Just kind of like hearing your mic like, roll around. That's great. <laughs> and then my mic fell fell down. Well, the blue snowball mics are very conducive to rolling. They're very like their ball like design lets them roll <laughs> around pretty well. See, I can, I can do it too. There you go. Hey. Not sure how I well that it, played. I think it saved us. It didn't. He- we didn't hear anything. Oh, weird. Well, it they might they might have heard it on stream because I, I actually use uh. uh I used some dampening on uh, ah. on Discord to cut out background noise, so it might not have picked it up. Okay, uh, I watched one other show. I'll get to this real quickly. Okay, okay. Didn't didn't tweet about this one at all. Oh, weird! Like you both had something you didn't even talk about. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I watched Macross Frontier. That's 
Oh, that's something I think that you would watch. Yeah. So my feelings are a little complicated about this one because it was a bit of an up and down journey for sure. Oh, yeah. Actually, I did tweet about it at the very start. Episodes one and two are like so good Uh that I was like, wow, I can't believe I took 13 years to get to this. It's girls singing and giant robots fighting. Yeah, like, this, this is, is like, like, this is the most, <laughs> re- like, like especially after the Simpo Gear saga that we've experienced yeah, for the last three obviously. years. How is Macross not on your fucking radar? I mean, it, it's weird because it's always kind of been on the radar, mm-hmm. but it's kind of one of those things that's intimidating to get into because it goes back. Yeah, yeah like, it's got so such far. a storied history, and then, like, you get into the, oh, like, the Harmony Gold stuff where it's oh, just like, God. oh, Don't my even God. want to touch whatever Robotech actually was, which I've seen some of Robotech on the TV way back in the day. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, but I have no idea if I was actually watching the Macross episodes or the later ones. Uh, Zalaz points like, out that Macross Frontier and Simpo Gear share, uh, they share staff. That makes, oh, right, it's a satellite show. Yeah. However you say that. I mean, yes, there's definitely, definitely Macross Frontier and Simpo Gear mm-hmm. where singing is super duper important in both shows. Yeah. So I loved the first couple episodes of this, mostly because of a big action set piece where one of the monsters they're fighting gets into the city. And it's just kind of this cool, scary kaiju thing. And then even knowing it was going to happen where it's like, don't be too pressed, impressed by the start because these shows, the 25 episode ones, they tend to hook you in early and then slow way down. And then this one flowed way down and I was pretty Uh-oh. disappointed. <laughs> Talking about that, like, Gundam kind of slow down where nothing's going to happen for like 10 episodes in a row. Not maybe not 10 episodes in a row, but definitely does not hit those highs for Mm. a bit. It's really like there's the first two episodes, then there's like 13, 14, and then there's the last two episodes for the real big spectacle moments. Right. And I think the other problem I had with the show is I really didn't like a lot of the characters just as people. Oh, no. That can be... Oh, that'll do it. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of my issue with... Like, I I keep bouncing... uh, I keep trying Gundam in different ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just, like, not as... I don't know, it's not as anime as I want. It's very dry. Gundam is dry. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess I was always kind of worried Macross would be similar. I think this one's definitely more anime. I just kind of thought... There's so there's three main characters. Uh, I'm definitely not looking up one of those. Alto, Ronka, and Cheryl. Yeah, I like Ronka. She's the cute girl with green hair that kind of look makes her look like a puppy. Mm-hmm. I think Cheryl and Alto are just kind of aggravating people, especially Cheryl. Oh, like she's just so covering up her pain by being super confident and kind of a bitch to everybody. And when you do that for like 22 episodes before finally kind of breaking and opening up, it's mm-hmm. just exhausting. Oh. Where it's just like, I just don't like you. Oh, that can... <laughs> yeah, like, you're just not going to jive with every character, even if their yeah. stories end but up But when they're good. the lead, it's like... Yeah, it's that, a when, lead, when you don't like the lead of a show, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. Especially if it's not one of those shows where you're not supposed to like the lead. Oh, yeah, if you're not supposed to like them, and then it's like, oh, this asshole, like, getting into that side, like, kind of Code Geass in a way. Yeah, like, like Code, Code Geass and, 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 like, and Bacchino, like, Brad Lusso, or Lad Russo, oh, yeah. and characters like that. Like, you're not supposed to like oh, yeah. them, but they really, yeah, if, like, they're, if, yeah, if they're <laughs> yeah. charismatic shitheads, then it's yeah. fun. 
the other thing is like so it's a love triangle between those three who which which girls he could end up with and i'm just like oh no do i not like this because it's a guy is the lead that's probably and i don't it. think that's true <laughs> he just he's so indecisive and it doesn't seem like he's really into either of them oh, for the entire show right so the first episode is really fun because it's one monster in the city mm-hmm. and it's really like intimate and scary. The finale is the exact opposite Uh-oh. where it goes so cosmically big to the point of parody. Oh, and it's just like, Oh yeah. You were just like, now you're scratching the girl Laganich and I did not expect that. <laughs> Because I've been slogging through, like, these last seven episodes, but holy shit, did you go big right at the end. <laughs> where all of a sudden... Yeah, you kind of hope that's where they go big. Yeah, oh, of course I thought there's going to be a payoff here. There has to be. I just did not expect as insane as it went. And I'm not sure if people actually like the ending, because I do feel it kind of throws a lot of the politics and, like, the character development out to just go full insane at the end yeah mm-hmm. yeah but like having been kind of checked out on some a lot of those aspects i was like okay well now i can just ex- enjoy lasers yeah. millions of lasers <laughs> blowing <laughs> shit up for 20 minutes and singing oh and i mean 2008 show it's probably fine if i talk a little bit about the ending Yes, Ronka and Cheryl sing together, and yes! the, the song is like a medley of every other song in the show up to that point, so it's like yes! seven and one. It's really fucking there choice. You go. There you go. That's all they gotta do. They just gotta pull that's how you pull red in. That's all hey, you right, can, I mean, t- can I tell you a show where they have an idol song and then they play the idol song again during a climactic story yeah. moment later on and it made me feel really emotional? Sure. It was hard catch pre cure. Just oh, of co- excellent. <laughs> I, should, I should probably get to that one at some point. Like the only like I think the I think the story in that one is going to you're going to fucking love it. Like the only obstacle mm-hmm. is that is 50 episodes and pretty. Wow. Episodic. I know this was the first 25 episode show I've watched in a while. And it was like, oh, this is I can't just burn through this in two days. No, like no, no. This took a week you because can't. I remember, you can't know life those kind of shows. <laughs> Yeah, I remember Hardcatch had a dope like mid mid show yeah. climax. So like you could get you could conceivably watch half of it and then come back mm. to it later. Yeah, I hate doing that. So I would probably still suffer, <laughs> not suffer, but like grind through it. Uh huh. Like this one definitely at times felt like a grind. Like there's an episode of like oh Cheryl and uh, Ranka are joining the school, so it's just a full school episode, and then nothing ever comes from that. Oh. Like no. There's, like, no scenes of them at the school after that point. Like, why would... It just felt a little bit like filler. Like, I've definitely gotten super used to the no fucking around 12 to 13 episode show. Yeah. Like, shows that can just put the pedal to the metal and go. Yeah. So, yeah. The show goes so stupid big at the end. That's fantastic. Like, I don't know. Like... How do you have a villain that is, like, one of the most conceptually strong things I've ever seen in in all of anime? Oh, cool. Okay. Like... I like that. Like, like I'm not joking when I say, like, galactic level scale. And, like, oh, the characters are really fucked now. 
and then having mm-hmm. them work away through that right. was interesting. Excellent. Through the power of song, of course. Of course. Like, why wouldn't it be at this point? Yeah. Yeah. Because the plot conveniences for why song works are really kind of silly in this. No. Because I think in the original Macross, it was just, hey, let's... Because the original Macross, they're fighting against this race of giants yeah. that are basically just very big people. Yeah. So they can talk with them mm-hmm. and reason. So I feel like that's probably why song works. Yeah, because, hey, it makes sense. Let's come together yeah, and let's come join with... hands. Yeah. In this, they're just fighting these bug aliens. Yeah. You're not gonna... never get any... How are you going to sing to a bug alien? They don't understand what you... They don't even know what the color red is. It's weird. Like, they literally don't have brains. <laughs> yeah. So they, they find a way to make that work. So it's so complicated because I was like, oh, I guess if this is considered one of the best Macross things, I'm out. Yeah. The ending was like, oh, maybe I'm back in. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> they pulled you back in. I'm curious about the newer one, uh, Macross Delta, mm-hmm. entirely because it has the girl that looks like Hibiki singing September. Of course. <laughs> God, if I could open, if I could, if my heart could process idol songs the same way i process like disney musical songs oh man it would open me up to so many to a whole new world i just can't i can't it's music that is literally poison (laughs) you don't like disney you don't like disney musicals i don't like right molly's not even at your level our level yet (laughs) i am literally sobbing in the opera house scene when you talk to him he asks why is everybody singing I will say, in spite of this, what I'm about to say, I still love Love Life. I don't actually like many of the songs. Yeah. It's pretty bad music. Like, like season two has one that I do genuinely like, and then the rest are just kind of like, yeah, it's listenable. You know what I like, Rhett? Yeah. I like all of the Siva Gunner Snow Hillation riffs. Yeah. Oh those my are, god. Those are pretty funny. I was... I was... a playlist of them at one point. There's the... You sent me one a while ago, and I didn't reply, but I have watched it, where the lyrics are rewritten to be <laughs> Flintstones-themed. <laughs> it's so much. <laughs> no halation with singing about, you know, dinosaurs and your sore feet because you have a you car. You have a car that you have to... Feet. <laughs> it's so silly. Don't worry, I have it pulled up, so we're going to go ahead and throw no, that no, no. right in the chat. There you there go, go, everybody. I guess I'll just end with saying that one of the Love Live parts made me, like, not cry so hard, but, like, my nose was so congested afterwards uh-huh. from crying. Uh-huh. Like, that I couldn't, like, do literally do anything. Like, <laughs> I can't struggle. breathe! I can't like, breathe. literally having a little bit trouble breathing because I was crying so much. Oh, my God! <laughs> this one really good two-part episode. Good Lord. Like yeah, just swinging it back to love life. Hey, y'all, I love media. Media's <laughs> okay. Uh, if, if we didn't have media, we wouldn't have this dumb show, I don't think. It's definitely not a video game podcast anymore. It's just a media podcast. Yeah, it's just, hey, the, we're just the, the only media podcast now. That loves you? That loves you. We do. We do. Aww. Whole lot. So, yeah. I'm probably going to... So... <laughs> The real sad part is No Game, No Life and Macross Delta were both I don't really want to watch Toradora right now. What else do I have? Oh, 
<sighs> Maybe I'll watch Tor. I finished Macross yesterday, so I haven't like sat for too long. Maybe I'll start Torador tonight. Is Red not like Mean Girls? Okay, it's Mean. Okay, Is that's not like Mean Girls, Red. <laughs> Is there a save point that says me- you're filled with determination of Mean Girls? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't like Fam Zero. Didn't didn't like this. Did not like, like Fam like, Zero. Sorry. God, no Mean Girls. All right. I had a, I like a, that. That was funny because like I had a moral choice when I was looking at a list of anime I wanted to watch, and I was like, I know I want to watch an Isekai, and I was looking at Fam Zero, and I was looking at No Game No Life as options. Like, hmm, mm. mm, what have mm. I heard about these series? Okay. <laughs> but I was like, I came like a hair's breadth away from taking that dive too. Still might. Mm-hmm. But God, <sighs> is that a show? That a show? I think that's, that's a show. show. All right. So, on the way out, I am of course going to remind you that if you would like to be a part of our game of the year extravaganza, all you gotta do, all you gotta do is think up three video games, three whole video games that you played this year. And they don't even have to be released this year. But if you played them and you liked them, get them on that list. Then write a little bit about them. Write a little bit about each one. You can do that. A couple sentences is great. We love it when people stick to the you know the format. It's real good. Works works well. And then you take that, you slap that in an email editor. You get that on the World Wide Web somewhere. You get, get your email editor out and slap all your, your, your games and your blurbs in there. And then you send that to podcast at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net. Rhett, where do they send it? Cast at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net. John Dyer, where do they send it? Podcast at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net. JetStorm4 says, three video games don't write a novel. You can't include novels if there's one that was like related <laughs> to a video game that you liked. There you oh, go. boy. Uh, John already signaling. John's, John's already tipping his hand, and I'm going to go ahead and veto Oh, uh, is, Kon- is Konosuba game of the year? I was making a joke about play- about putting my book there. Red. Oh. I wasn't thinking about that one. But okay, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah, you can include light novels. That's fine. Um, you can include one. <laughs> All right, continue. Uh, okay, so three games, three blurbs. Podcast at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net and you want to have that to us by noon Eastern time. On December 12th, because we will be recording the Game of the Year episodes that evening. Uh, so don't screw around. You got a little under a month to get it done. It's more than enough time to think about all the games that you want to talk about. Three. It's more than enough to write, like, three sentences. Exactly. Everyone's going to just write, like, three sentences. I mean, hell, some people have sent in lists that were just a list of three games. <laughs> That's true. Rhett loves those. Those are his favorite. <laughs> he always gives I mean, those to himself. <laughs> There's a reason Rhett loves. There's a reason. There's a reason Rhett loves reading Taylor's lists. Because <laughs> they take ten seconds. Yeah. Uh, so Polly, we've already got a list in. We do. And interestingly enough, I was going to ask about this because you didn't explicitly mention it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's it's an MP3. Oh, good. Yes. Somebody That's read right. their list. Yes. If you want to read your list. If you want to be the one to do that, you can do that. If you read your list, tell us the games you liked, and if you want to mouth blurb about them, send us an MP3. We'll take that, too. Uh, There is a link on the website. Um, uh, I will go over to here. Let me see. Where am I at? 
Do I not? Okay, I do. I'm smart. <laughs> All right. So there is a there there's a URL that I'm gonna. It just doesn't play very well. Um, you know, on an audio podcast. Uh. But <laughs> I'm gonna drop this link in chat, and if you go there, that'll tell you how to get us everything for game of the year. Uh, so cool. There you go. That is a. Uh, but yeah, three games, three blurbs. Polly at SoxMakePeopleSexy.net. If you want to read it, send us an MP3. Then have it to us by noon Eastern time on December 12th. And we'll, we'll get you in there. We've, we always get a very good turnout for these things. So I'm always excited uh, for these things. Yep, to get, it's very to, nice. Get in, so. I feel like the turnout gets a little larger every year. It does. I'm a little bit scared by that. And I, yeah, like I wonder, <laughs> like, are we going to hit a point where we're like getting like 40 lists or some shit? Oh, God. Dude, I would be stoked. Like, I'll do it. We'll do it. Yep. If you all want to get be one a, sentence. Yeah, you get one sentence. Like, let's pare this shit MVP. down. <laughs> I know someone on a Dead by Daylight roleplay server, and they showed me around the server, and I got to see all the different channels and all the people and whatnot. Uh-huh. And then it was like big, and a bunch of people were talking, and they had all these channels. And then I looked, and I realized it was significantly smaller than our Discord server. <laughs> It's like, oh, shit. Oh, God. Yeah, why do people, think. like, they, that's in, the most... In, in our small way. That's the worst thing about joining a Discord is when there are 800 fucking channels. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, I'm gone, but I don't even join Discords anymore anyway, so... Neither here nor there, and not even the place we should be having this conversation. So, John <laughs> Thire, where can the internet folks at home find you? Uh, farawaytimes.itch.io I just did a bunch of um, updates to all my old to a bunch oh, of my old yeah. games. Like I updated Atop the Witch's Tower to use a new new better emulator. I fixed the frame rate issues on Kikai just the same way I did with Expanse. I fixed Spider's Hollow to be a little bit fairer with the uh-huh. rule with how the timer progression works. And of course I updated facets earlier this year and did a book with it. So my games page, it's not doesn't have new games on it, but it is more it is more vibrant than it is more all these games are more playable than ever so i give them a look yep i like my games Uh, bald day would know he played through a a good few of them this week so there you go got a new fan yeah thank you that was that was really nice to hear hear your journey with that that made me happy crunchyroll.com slash love dash live dash sunshine wow we're just going going yeah you you (laughs) swerved me there and i wasn't expecting it you can find me at my dumb website. And remember, we are the podcast that loves you. We are the only ones that love you.